Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News talking about our Souls games too niche with all of the Elden Ring content and discussions and everyone's looking forward to it. It was the most anticipated game at the Game Awards 2021 and we were having a debate earlier in the day and I was actually having some of my own assumptions about the Souls franchise sort of dispelled. So I wanted to break some of that down and thought it would be a really, really good conversation piece are these games too niche? This is an SNTR update. Elden Ring won for the second time in a row at the Game Awards 2021 for the most anticipated game, and they blessed us with a story trailer during the event. Now, prior to that event, we had been discussing in my stream, are Souls games too niche? It's a thing that people say all the time, niche or niche, however you think you're supposed to say it, and people tend to say these games are low in sales or don't really have a large audience, and there would probably have been a time where I would have agreed with that based on my own perceptions and presumptions about the franchise and the genre, but I want to break down some sales figures for you and talk about the perception that these games have from the public, as well as the media narrative that's driven a lot by these review outlets, and lastly, I want to really stress that I feel Elden Ring is changing everything, so if you like these SNTR updates, remember to hit subscribe and the bell button. And check out SNTR Gaming where I streamed it live. First and foremost, if you just look at the three Souls games, Dark Souls 1 through 3, they have netted over 30 million total sales. Now, if you compare this to something that you might consider more mainstream or more well-known like Gears of War, Gears of War has had 26 million, Ratchet & Clank 26 million, and Star Wars Battlefront 43 million. Now, when you see the Star Wars Battlefront, you think, oh, wow, 43 million. That's a lot. That's Star Wars. Well, if you include Sekiro and Bloodborne, the Souls franchise hits over 40 million. So it's up there with the Star Wars Battlefront franchise. This is actually pretty impressive, and it should really establish that this is not a niche franchise. This is not some small following that you might see for something that maybe is an indie title or something that only has a cult following. Now, some of this is driven by the fact that Souls games are likely not as popular in the West. Being a Japanese developer, I actually think the Asian market is is more drawn to these types of games, especially JRPGs. Now, Souls games aren't JRPGs. I actually think if they looked like and played like JRPGs, Americans and Westerners would be a little bit more inclined to think, oh, those are probably pretty popular, just not here. In your own circles and in the people that you talk to, you probably don't run into a lot of people that play Souls games unless you play them yourself and have become friends with people that play them. So this perception that this is a niche game, this is a niche franchise, it's just kind of absurd in the grand scheme of total sales. That's not even considering the fact that there is now an entire genre called Souls-like or souls Light or whatever. I mean, even Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was described as being sort of Souls-light. The media narrative about Souls games or games from From Software is another thing to consider. The constant outcry about the lack of an easy mode, or now they're trying to sort of sneak in the easy mode debate by saying it's about accessibility, which I think is very disingenuous and kind of nasty to sort of try to capitalize on the noble efforts to put accessibility options in games and trying to smuggle in an easy mode debate about that. I don't think those things are 
related at all. And I think that's sort of a, a corrupt way to argue for easy mode in Elden Ring or any of the Souls games. I truly believe that Elden Ring is changing everything. After the first substantive amount of gameplay that we got to see, I made the prediction that we will look back on this game, the likes of which how we do with Skyrim. This is basically from Software's magnum opus. This will be one of, if not their best game ever, and will be looked back on as one of the best games ever. And as the Souls franchise has influenced the gaming market with some of the other games we've talked about, like Wukong and Fallen Feathers and Lies of P, it's clear that these types of games are going to expand and grow, and Elden Ring will probably make that even bigger. As always, if you like these short updates, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. And if you're here this morning, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thanks for being here for the live stream. Thanks for being here for From Friday, covering From Software games, mostly Elden Ring, obviously, right now, and then playing Sekiro in the afternoon. We greatly appreciate everybody who tuned in last night. If you missed that story trailer that I had playing during that little segment, Bandai pushed that out last night during the Video Game Awards. It was, an, it was I think, a very, very dope trailer. Clear Clearly adding from where I sit a lot of depth and a lot of you know serious tone to the game seeming like almost like a grand fantasy epic you know like a Lord of the Rings or something yo what's good feed I see you in the chat I first called you this guy is streaming streaming now you're stealing content from chat <laughs> I was joking now I'm not so sure well we've done that if we feel like there's a really good debate in chat and I thought last night what was really good about it was it dispelled some of my notions about the Souls games. I would have never thought that the franchise was competing was competing with these other well-known franchises. It's a little warm down here today. I don't need my hoodie. I I never would have thought that. If you would have told me that, I'd be like, no. <laughs> you know, competing with Battlefront or you know, Gears of War. Because I think what people do is, is they think, oh, Gears of War, Battlefront, these are mainstream titles. And we think of Dark Souls as like this cult following. But the reality is the exact opposite. It is It is right on the landscape contending as a mainstream game. So, thank you. Uh, two months from the Dova. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that so, so much. Um... It could have been too long for the VOD. What's the question? Uh, good to be back from vacation. Welcome back, Sven. Thank you for being here. Did you remove the Game Awards stream? I did not remove the Game Awards stream. The same thing happened to Yang Ye. There's a Matrix clip from the movie in the broadcast, and everybody's VODs are getting blocked. I think there's two VODs that survived, probably because they got press, like, media press, I don't know, coverage to have that Matrix trailer in there. Or maybe they just knew to not show it. I don't know. There was a, I went and searched on YouTube. There's only two VODs that survived. I think like IGN and GameSpot. Their VODs survived. Everybody else's VODs are gone. And it's not gone. They didn't like delete my video. It's just blocked. by I think by Warner Brothers. I have to go and remove that part of the broadcast. It's totally bogus because they tell everybody you can co-stream. I was one of the official co-streamers. They send me a, a little press kit and everything so I could have a real fancy overlay. And then you you don't think that like that Matrix clip's going to be a problem? Like, come on. I was pretty irritated. I was pretty irritated. We had over 7,000 views and any any velocity 
or views that we would have gotten after the fact, well, we're not going to get those now because the video has been gone for, you know, nine hours or whatever. I was very irritated. I really think Souls have shown developers and publishers that having hard, tough, punishing games is something that people want. Right. I, you know, um, yeah, YouTube did, by the way, add the ability for you to celebrate your, your memberships. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Ash. And like, it almost harkens back, you know, um, hey, you're officially cleared. No, you're not. It harkens back to more old school video games, if you think about it. And this is why I think it's it's coming out of a Japanese developer because that was sort of the seedbed and the birthplace for lots of the more traditional early video games that we would consider to be pretty dadgum hard. Like, if you go back and you try to play some of those early, like, Nintendo games, they are tough. Like, they didn't hold your hand. They got a lot of replay value out of the fact that you were going to die a lot and have to restart a lot. That's not really a thing these days with most games, you know? How is Dark Souls competing with Battlefield? Uh, is that what you're saying? I don't know. So if somebody looked up the Battlefield, you know, franchise total sales, you know, here's the thing. There are powerhouse franchises that far exceed what Souls has got. But the point was, is if you look at something like Star Wars Battlefront and Gears of War and the fact that the Souls games are holding their own against those those franchises, that to me would would, would communicate like this is not a niche this is not a niche or niche game, right? It, it, it's clear to me that if you're going to try to make that claim, you're, you're not making it based off total sales. Seems to me that you're making it off of, you're making it based off of just pure, um, I guess, again, just perception. Four months from Fozzy Moto. Cheers for four months over on this channel. Quick question. What was your favorite reveal last night? Hellblade, without question. The Hellblade 2 Unreal 5 engine display was just an absolute breathtaking piece of art. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. The idea of that we're going to be able to play games that look and run like that is just insane to me. Just insane. Alright, so Battlefield... I'm kind of having a hard time. Oh, say, oh, so, so, sales. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if I can add all that up. That's that's kind of hard to do. Hellblade was sick. Star Wars was sick. The show was sick. Yeah, I don't understand people complaining about the, the show. What was it? Matty Plays who said he thought the show was bad. I'm like, in what universe was that a bad show? That was the best live show I've ever covered. And I've covered a lot. I've covered E3. I've covered Gamescom. I've covered, uh, what was the other one that we covered? I don't think, I, did we cover PAX? We covered something that Borderlands was doing. That was the best live event I've ever covered in the gaming world. Jeff Keighley has brought Game Awards right to the standard of an of a, of a national, you know, award show broadcast. I don't. I have no idea. Gamers are basically stuck in complain mode too often. They're like, I can't believe there were ads. Shut the frick up. Imagine making a video on YouTube and complaining about the ads. Like, just the just the the lack of self-awareness. You're a YouTuber, bro. What do you mean you didn't like the ads during a three-hour-long live broadcast with celebrities that were hosting and just a huge arena and professional... The entire thing, they set up the stage, all of it was so professional. I can't imagine being a YouTuber... And being like, I didn't like the fact that there were ads. Okay. 
well, I guess delete your channel and do something else then, because that's that's how you make most of your money. But all right. Tried to rewatch the awards on your channel. Yeah, Warner Brothers is blocking all the VODs. We're trimming out the Matrix clip. There was nothing we could do about it. It, it hit it hit big channels too. Yang Ye's VODs going through the same nonsense. So Maddie's a cool dude. I mean, he probably is a cool dude. I don't have anything against the guy, but like it's amazing to me to watch uh uh you know like I would say a a top shelf professional live show like that and complain about the ads. You are a YouTuber. Like complaining about ads is just that's just such a lack of self-awareness. I I can't imagine being a YouTuber and doing that. Uh I don't I don't know. It just seems crazy to me. Um Oh, wait, they have another YouTube research study that they want to do. What's this one about? Um, mm, 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 mm. They're not telling me which one's this being about here. Uh, Oh, just upcoming features. Okay. Well, hang on a second. Let me make sure this is actually from them. Oh, it is. Okay. They've been doing a lot of these calls lately, and they keep including me on them. Um, next available is on the 14th. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Oh, gross. Why are these all in the middle of the freaking day? No. No, no. I'm not doing your call in the middle of the day. I I work, brother. I work. You want to do them in the evenings, fine. But I'm not doing them at noon. It's a bad take by Maddie. It's a bad take for a YouTuber to complain about the Game Awards having ads. Like, that's just a bad take. You're a YouTuber, man. Like, that... What? <laughs> then don't run ads on your channel, I guess. Because you're just you're disrupting your content. Very cool to see a unique game like It Takes Two win big. It was a nice surprise. Yeah, I was impressed that they won. I didn't think they were going to do it. I honestly was very, very worried it was going to go to Deathloop. Because Deathloop was winning awards that I just, I was like, I don't know about that. Like, there was a, the first story, I was like, okay, their story was super creative. And, um, but for, for, for direction, for art direction, no, no. They didn't do anything spectacular. Their art style was cool, but their art direction didn't do anything with, what would the category said things about technological advances and animations and stuff. No, their game didn't do any of that. No, it was, it was animations and things they had done before. It was stuff from Dishonored. No, no. Ratchet and Clank didn't win anything. I did a short last night, and I said Ratchet and Returnal got robbed. Returnal wins best action game over Deathloop. Make sense of that. Like, it's a better... In the category of action game, Returnal wins, but it doesn't have a Game of the Year nomination, and you've got games like Deathloop up there. Like, come on. Come on. I don't know. Uh, Yosef Ferris had his full circle moment. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Listen, Creature told me before he before the event, he said, I think it should go to It Takes Two. And I said, well, why? He said, because it has like five game genres in it. All those genres play exceptionally well. It has all the mini games. Its story is really good. Its voice acting is really good. And it's incredibly ambitious. It's a, it's a strictly co-op game. And I was like, okay, that's actually not a bad case at all. The only reason I thought his case didn't land this year is because you had games like Ratchet. You had Ratchet and Clank. I was like, what? Psychonauts didn't win anything either, and it's a great game. 
Well, I know. I mean, Mo was like, oh, Psychonauts is going to sweep. Psychonauts is going to sweep. I honestly thought Psychonauts was going to take narrative, and they didn't even get that. When Psychonauts didn't win narrative, I was like, I'm not in any danger of eating a steak with ketchup. Because I was like, you're not going to give game of the year to a game that didn't win narrative. There's just no way. Like, I couldn't see it. A game that was heavily focused on narrative, not winning best narrative, winning game of the year would have been super weird. Wasn't someone predicting Psychonauts 2 game of the year? Yeah, Mo. I told Mo if it won game of the year, I'd eat a steak with ketchup on stream. It didn't get anything. Neither did Ratchet. Maybe maybe Ratchet and Psychonauts cannibalized each other because they were continuations of franchises and there were, in some respects, there were similarities between the games. Not that they're similar games, but if you think about Psychonauts and Ratchet, they may have cannibalized each other because people were like, well, it, they're kind of they're, they're close for different reasons. You know what I mean? What's the displate on the right? Okay, I'll just I'll tell you both. This is from Dark Souls. That's Cinder, and uh, and that is Elden Ring. Narrative is all Psychonauts had, in my opinion. Most of the reviews I saw that weren't glowing about Psychonauts two were saying things like it's clunky, it's combat introversals, not that great. So. It was nominated like it's not that obscured uh, to thing uh, to think it being game of the year. I didn't. Th- I don't know which game you're talking about. Ratchet got screwed. It's hand down. Should have got something. The only thing I'm telling you, I think the thing that hurt Psychonauts and Ratchet is because they were continuations of a franchise, and the departures weren't big enough. I guess, right? Like Psychonauts Two didn't depart enough from the last one, and so it was hard to be like, yeah, it's game of the year, or yeah, it's best this or it's best that. I, I just don't think so. I think the improvement from each game made by Hazelight is a factor. The game, the games have jumped in quality. That's true. That's true. And 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 truth be told, Hilly, it takes two is a long game. It's long. Every week we were like, are we not done yet? We chapter after chapter after chapter. You know, it takes two is equally creative as Ratchet, in my opinion. Sure. My basic look at it is this, right? If you're here for Elden Ring, we are we, we were having the discussion yesterday, and I want to hear from you. Do you think Souls games are niche? We can actually ask the audience. I probably swayed a bunch of you, right? Uh, let's see. Elden Ring release date. Um, I'm actually curious. Are you buying the game? Uh, yes, maybe... And then no. I'm actually curious, people in the audience, if you're actually going to be buying Elden Ring. Just curious. I don't care if it's your first time. Like, we asked that last time. We were curious if it was, like, your first Souls game ever. I want to know yes, maybe, or no. Are you going to be buying Elden Ring? Um, You are against easy mode? I am 100% against easy mode in any Souls game. Yes. There's a significant problem with the argumentation surrounding easy mode right now. And I am not going to back down on this. They are already trying to do this. This is how they're going to smuggle it in, right? It t- it takes two as a blur. Well, we'll do it. We'll do a celebration replay, Hilly. Maybe we'll do that for the holidays since it won game of the year, and then we'll just we'll switch who plays as which character. This is why. This is what's going to happen with with Elden Ring and with Souls games. This is what journalists and and. And people who take like you know pseudo pseudo moralistic stances on these gaming issues because it makes them look good, right? What about easy mode and Sekiro? No, 
none of the games from some software should have an easy mode i'll tell you why in a minute let me first make a prediction about what's going to happen okay the journalists and the and the bloggers and the and the and the virtue signalers what they're going to do is they're going to claim and they're already starting to claim this they're sneaking it in that this is about accessibility because accessibility in gaming is becoming a very very big topic okay so when elden ring releases that's what's going to happen people are going to take that angle they're going to take that angle now they're not going to take that angle with the old games because they've been out for too long but accessibility in gaming is becoming a very very big topic we they, they literally had an award for it last night and forza won forza literally has somebody that does sign language in their game that's crazy and awesome and cool but that doesn't mean every game has to do that it certainly doesn't mean every game has to attempt to create those accessibility inroads, okay? They are going to shroud the the argument about easy mode and they're going to they're going to sneak it in in the sheep's clothing of oh well this is about accessibility and uh, allowing other people to play your game. No, that is not what accessibility is about. Accessibility is not about lowering the difficulty of the game. It's about removing barriers of entry to playing the game. Elden Ring as a game, as a complete package, if they want, they can add accessibility options. Colorblind mode, compatibility with the nice Microsoft controller, complete customization of your controller to make it to where if somebody's using one of those controllers, they can play the game. Accessibility is not about changing the substance or the difficulty of the game. It's about changing the access to the game. Like if you break down the word and the, 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 core, the, the, the root word of accessibility is access. It's about making sure the game is accessible. It's not about making the game easier, right? You are conflating making something easier with making it accessible. Does that make sense? That would be like saying, hey, we have a game that's incredibly difficult. It's a Souls game, and we use different colors in the attacks to indicate what's a blockable and what's a not blockable attack. We have added a colorblind mode to make the game more accessible to colorblind individuals. That's not them making the game easier. They have merely removed a barrier for you to play the game. They have made it accessible to you, okay? Making your making your building accessible doesn't mean you've made it easier to get in. You've simply made it accessible. It's like, well, I can get into the building now, right? It's not easier to get into the building. It's it's accessible to you now. It's it's no like a ramp for somebody in a wheelchair is an example. That's not making it easier for them to get in the building. I mean, at some level it is, but it's about no. It's it's accessible, right? It's accessible. Could we generalize the question? Are niche games okay? Oh, well, yes, very much so. Yes. Oh, yes. Niche games are are interesting to me. Little games and little indie titles that get these crazy sort of rabid uh, cult followings. I don't I don't use crazy as a pejorative. I mean, like they they're crazy about the game. They love it. Like they're in they're in. They they're they're a cult follower of the game. Like I don't believe that Souls games are too niche. We had a conversation yesterday and we debated the idea that like, oh, these games are pretty niche. They're not super, super popular. Then why complain? Who's complaining? 
Did you just get here? I haven't said an, I haven't uttered a single word of complaint. I educated people at the beginning of the stream about how these games are not niche. That's a perception that you have. They've actually sold incredibly well, and the media drives some of this perception. And now I'm making the prediction that the media and the journalists are going to try to start saying that accessibility is really important in Souls games and Elden Ring, and they're going to try to smuggle in easy mode, right? If you want to make a game accessible, that's fine. That has nothing to do with the game being made easier. And this is the real issue I have with it. It is an insult to folks with motor disabilities or like moto, motor, motor impaired disabilities, okay? It's an insult to them to act like they need the game to be made easier. They don't need it made easier. They just need access. Don't insult them. That is not that is not a respectful or kind thing to act like, oh, these poor people, can you please make the game easier for them? I got news for you. None of them want that. I, none of them are going to say, well, yeah, we want games to be made easier. No, they want access to the game so they can play right alongside everybody else. That's what is so wrong about this. And when it starts happening, we need to call it out for what it is. We need to call it out for what it is. That is not what accessibility is about. Don't you dare. Don't you dare stand on them as if you're taking up for them. That's not what this is about. Now that I've made that case, let me explain to you why these games should not have easy mode. Okay? Would you say it's a niche experience? It's certainly unique in the mainstream gaming space. That might be a better way of framing it. Like, if you look at the landscape of gaming, you would say this is a smaller genre, more niche genre, but the genre is growing. So that might not be true anymore. Go to Steam and look how many Souls games are there or games that use are Souls-inspired, right? Lots of words to complain about a mode you can just skip. I'm more than happy to see very easy and ball-breaking hard modes in all games. Just don't try trophies to it. Nope, we're going to talk about why they shouldn't put easy modes in these games. They have from the very, very beginning, as the, as the authors, as the artists have said, in their view, this is the game in its complete package. No difficulty spectrum. And the reason for that is, in their view, if you beat a boss, everybody's beaten the same boss. If you got through a really tough area, everybody's gotten through the really tough area. You may not like it, but it's not up to you. It's their game. If I wanted to do a painting and only use the color blue the entire time, you might come in and say, man, it's it's kind of hard to look at. It's hard to distinguish the details because you used one color the whole time. I would say, it's my painting. Take it or leave it. I think that's the posture we should take here. If a game company wants to make a game and say, no, we're not going to make an easy mode. First and foremost, that philosophy, I think, with respect, is slightly ignorant to how these games are built. Okay? You cannot come in a game like Souls and just be like, put an easy mode in. No. Their games aren't structured that way. It would just come down to, well, now it takes a lot longer for you to die. You have tons more health, and they die a lot faster. That gets rid of so much of what makes the games work and function with respect to 
the threat of the fight, the animations, the different phases, all the damage that you have to mitigate. You run over all of that. If how, how do you expect them to make an easy mode? You're basically asking them to add something to the menu that they're not interested in adding to the menu. That means they got to go get new ingredients. That means they got to go get a new cook and they got to get somebody else to prepare this. They'd have to spend extra development and bandwidth when building the game from the ground up to bake into the fights new things that either don't show up in easy mode or only show up in hard mode. It's not a few cuts both ways. If you ever they are decide to include an easy mode, it's a done deal. From Software will never do that. You can write that down. They're never going to do that. It's not part of what they do with their games. Their existing assets, their engines, their bosses. No, it's not what they set out to do. If they were to ever add easy... Think about what we've talked about this morning. Let's let's take this in pieces. I've established pretty clearly that the Souls franchise, the Souls games, the Souls genre is not niche. It isn't. It's not niche. All right? Therefore, you got a pretty big audience... 40 million, 40-something million in total sales, all Souls games, Sekiro and Bloodborne included. That's a lot of dadgum sales. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good audience, okay? It's a pretty good audience. And if you suddenly say, we're going to throw in easy mode, boy, oh boy, do you stand to really hurt your product really really hurts your product that would be like building your like imagine being um a company called just egg they make this product there's no egg in it and they amass this sort of uh consumer base and they know they've got like repeat customers and customers that tried and everything else and they hit you know 40 something million in sales and those sales projections continue to go up and oh they've got a new product they're releasing in february and it's based on their previous sales current sales market share top of mind marketing brand awareness here's what our total sales end up being oh and there's egg in it now people be like the entire foundation and principle and basis for why we've bought your product has now been sullied so if they were to do that it would be the same as from software throwing an easy mode in their game too big too popular they would lose the asian market if they did this by the way there's no way there's no way. There's a reason that these games and games like this are very popular outside of the West. You'd lose that market, which is a significantly larger market than the West. Isn't Ad Easy Mode a vocal minority stance? Well, it's a stance within the journalistic sort of review outlet culture, which is why I'm speaking against it. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Do you know what I always said about these games? Well, they're not for me. I'm not playing it. And that's what I did. And that's what you're supposed to do. Right? Maybe like going into, uh, you know, think about this. There were lots of games in the past that had God mode. You could turn on God mode so that you could kind of go around, experience the game, see the things, and not have to worry about dying. It doesn't. It doesn't stand very strong to be like, well, I, you know, I just really think every game should have God mode. It really makes the game more accessible and allows everybody to enjoy it, and it expands your potential player base because then every single person could play it and enjoy it. That's just such a flawed idea because market research would show that you've diluted your product. You don't have an identity anymore, and therefore you've probably hurt your market share. It's a journalistic stance because it gives them clicks and comments, right? Just don't play on easy mode then. You've not interacted with anything I've just said for the past 10 minutes. When you have an established product, brand, and identity, and you change that product, brand, and identity, you are taking a risk. 
This is about business, like, planning 101. If they want to make sales and be successful, they can't add easy mode at this point. See my Sekiro comment? They already added a different difficulty? No, they didn't. There is no easy mode in Sekiro. That is not true. There's there's higher difficulties. You talking about New Game Plus? That has no bearing on the conversation. There's no easy mode in Sekiro. Yo, bro, nice hair. Thank you. <clears throat> Previous some software games which include Demon Souls and Bloodborne are notorious for having an unforgiving difficulty level. When asked about the difficulty of Elden Ring, Compared to Sekiro and Bloodborne, Miyazaki explains that he feels the difficulty levels uh, as a pure action game is lower. Instead, he says, I think that this is the closest image of difficulty is Dark Souls 3. So they're not saying that there's easy mode, but they are saying that this is uh, this is more approachable, sure. Um... If you're sure they won't include it, then anything we talk about after that is just icing. Well, I mean, this is a common, this is a very, very common subject. That's why we're talking about it. I mean, I, that, that, this is this is a very, very common subject within the the gaming community. Why don't Souls games have an easy mode? And the, and they have said that Elden Ring will be more approachable. There'll be more options for building your character and and taking things down for sure. But they're not saying it's going to be easy, right? It's just going to be, it's going to be, it's not going to be one of their most challenging, right? Like Dark Souls 3 is easier than Dark Souls 1 and 2. Any, anybody I've ever talked to has said, yeah, Dark Souls 3 is probably the most approachable if you're not going to play Bloodborne. It's like Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3, everything else is brutal. Like everything else is really tough. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, just because a harder difficulty exists doesn't make the regular mode the easy mode. Yeah, that's a complete misunderstanding of Sekiro. There is no easy mode in Sekiro. Go play it right now and try to find your easy mode. You won't. And Madam Butterfly will tell you you're a young puppy while you're dead on the ground bleeding out. (laughs) I just want to hear one thing. Is it a mix of the best things from all the Souls and not Souls games? From what I have heard, Elden Ring is... Elden Ring gameplay is a big blend of the games, yes closest to Dark Souls 3 from what I have been told, but also pulls from Sekiro. Um, I like the poster of Soul of Cinder behind you. Where'd you get it? We are officially partnered with Displate, so if you use the Displate command or the Displate link in the description below, if you click on that link, you'll get a discount on if you get one to two Displates. If you get three, the discount goes up a little bit. So I've got the Elden Ring and the, and the Soul of Cinder. There's multiple ways to support the channel, by the way. I'm really glad to see such a huge turnout. If you've never been here before, Monday through Friday, we do a talk show in the morning. But on Fridays, it's From Friday. We started doing From Friday a while ago. We thought, in anticipation of Elden Ring, I'm not a Souls guy. So I said, let's start playing Souls games and see if I can't get my footing in there. Recently beat Dark Souls 3 for the very first time here. Uh, I believe it was a 12 or 11 episode series. And today we'll be playing Sekiro in the afternoon. And we, every Friday, decide to break down what I think is a good subject about Elden Ring. We've had an, uh, an easy mode debate. I talked about how I think Elden Ring is going to change the industry. Souls games kind of already have changed the industry, but I believe Elden Ring is going to take it to level 11. So, if you're enjoying the conversation, if that kind of content flow sounds good to you, video gaming news and a talk show Monday through Friday, I am safe for work. You might get one or two... I try not to swear when I play the games, because they, they can be pretty irritating, but... Uh, I'm a safe-for-work broadcaster. A lot of people treat me like video game radio. 
So feel free to hit the like button, the subscribe button. You can support me directly with a paid membership, order a disc plate. My shirt comes from 80s Tees. Uh, and we have our own coffee. If you're a coffee drinker, feel free to ask us about our coffee. I thought the Demon Bell was a cheeky way Miyazaki introduced an easier mode in Sekiro. Surprise, you've already been playing it on easy mode. Ring the bell if you want to play it on hard. Eh, no. No, that's not it. I don't think I don't think that's the appropriate interpretation of that because they didn't say that. <laughs> in my opinion, they're boring, not hating on the genre. It's just not my cup of tea. Well, and, and there are very many people, Willie. I'll, I'll tell you, the first time my friend told me about Souls, he told me that it took him four hours to beat a boss. And I was like, why would you play a game like that? That was literally my first question, right? Like, why would you play a game like that? That sounds terrible. He's like, oh, no, bro. His name was Cold Blood. He's like, oh, no, man. It's so satisfying, bro, when you get done, bro. It's, it's, it just feels so good. I'm like, I wouldn't feel good. I'd be angry. <laughs> like, he loved it. He loved it. He tried to convince us all that Dark Souls games were amazing, and we just weren't hearing it. We're like, yeah, no thank you. Four hours on one boss? Yeah, no thank you. Now, keep in mind, that is a really, really long time for a boss. When I played Dark Souls 3, I think the longest I ever spent on a boss was close to two hours, maybe. Most of my attempts, most of my attempts uh, at bosses in Dark Souls 3 were around ten attempts or less. I was... I had I had, I had, I did pretty well. I also had people helping me with my build. I think that's a significant difference in a Souls game. If you have a good build, it makes a huge difference cuz you do more damage. Like doing more damage to a boss really really changes. This is why you can't just add an easy mode to Souls because it would change the fabric of the game. Like learning and trying and figuring things out and coming up with a really good build flips the whole game over and you can't just let people push a button to do that right did you ever say what weapon he used oh man homie this was a lifetime ago i have no idea no idea if you're new and tuning in for some elden ring news or updates or coverage there was an elden ring story trailer last night of the game awards 2021 we're asking the question are souls games too niche there was a while ago where i would have thought they were uh, but based on sales, they are not a niche uh, game or franchise. Certainly not a niche genre. It is growing. And I am also curious if you want to take my poll at the top of the chat. Are you buying the game? Yes, maybe, or no. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we asked the question, if you're buying it, is it your first From Software game? And tons of people were saying yes. It was a 60-40% split. I think 40% were saying I'm buying it, and uh, it's my first one. I was, uh, I was, I thought that was pretty good. It took me four hours to beat a boss. I was using a broken thief's dagger. He was a bit of a pothead, so it's also possible that he was a little baked, which would have made his reaction times not so hot. Um, you know. I'm curious. You spend that much time on raid bosses, right? That's how I view Dark Souls three bosses, solo raid bosses. What was the mental difference? That's actually a really interesting question. I actually don't know. I've never thought about that. I'll tell you this, Brutal. Before I was a streamer, I didn't like playing the raids in Destiny because they took so long. Taking an hour or two at Crota because nobody knew what they were doing, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was fun. I didn't. I, I changed as a gamer slowly over the years. So if you think about it, I mean, maybe you're adding like a, a thread to my story in that like, raids and the idea that something can take a really long time and you learn from the failure okay but you're playing with other people and it's a shooter it's a little bit more fun at least in my mind it would be fun that's subjective isn't it so 
then I played games up then I played Jedi Fallen Order Jedi Fallen Order was the beginning of me getting into Souls games because I played Jedi Fallen Order and there was something about every fight feeling important even if it was just some trash ad on a cliffside I was like every fight felt important which then made every victory satisfying does that make sense so I'm thinking to myself that was really fun I played Jedi Fallen Order again and I upped the difficulty and every single fight felt important and tough and it felt super great to win I was like, oh this is great because I thought I got to the end and thought that wasn't quite hard enough I want to turn the difficulty up right and then people said you should try Sekiro if you really like parrying because there's a lot of parrying and blocking in Jedi Fallen Order if you really like parrying you should try Sekiro so I tried Sekiro Sekiro was pretty good got to Madam Butterfly she came back to life and I was very disappointed and I, and I couldn't go back there was also things happening around that time that made it really hard for me to play games out of my wheelhouse I was a Destiny streamer right so we had the idea I was looking at Elden Ring and I just had this weird feeling and this hunch I was like I think this game is going to be really special I think there's something here and uh, I remember we, I was talking with Creature on a call and we were thinking through and I said I said we should come up with segments we need to be doing segments and I said what's crazy to me and I said all of my most viewed videos of gameplay were me playing Dark Souls and Demon Souls and we came up with the idea of like let's do a From Friday like every Friday you're gonna play through the game you know like try not to rage whatever because I used to go by say no to rage it's like well try not to rage in Dark Souls that could be a whole segment and so we started doing it we started playing through Dark Souls 3 and man you from software guys you all started showing up and started you know telling me how to play and getting into it now some of the people who are fans you know fans of Souls games some of you some of you guys can be a bit much um some of you can be a bit much but <laughs> generally speaking it has been a really really enjoyable time and I beat Madam Butterfly last week on my third try finally went back to her and it clicked and we got her so Interesting quote here, says Barrier, from Miyazaki. He's interested in making their games more accessible while retaining the difficulty. He says, according to the company, the real quote should read as such. They made a translation mistake, I guess, in something that he said. This fact that a number of people may hesitate to play Dark Souls because of its difficulty is really sad to me, and I'm thinking about how to make everyone complete the game while maintaining the current difficulty and carefully send all gamers the messages behind it. Right, like, they don't want people to not play the game but at the same time they don't want to make their game easier or add an easy mode you know if you haven't played Bloodborne you should really go and play it I'm waiting for a, a 60 FPS version of Bloodborne I, I don't want to I don't want to play Bloodborne at 30 FPS can't do it if you're just tuning in we're talking about Elden Ring Souls games are they niche I got a poll at the top of the chat Make sure and smash the like button. Hit subscribe and the bell button if you like video game podcasts. I do one Monday through Friday. I am safe for work. Thank you for all the support this morning. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. A bag of Frickmas and a bag of Rageless Roast to Rogue Bot. Our first copy, uh, your copyright claim on your video was released. Oh, did YouTube take care of us? Please tell me that they did. Yes, they did. Sweet. My video game award stream has already been released. Nice. I don't know if that's because the processing finished or what. If you missed my coverage of the game awards last night, uh, we covered it. It was great. You guys were awesome. It was a huge turnout. 
And then there was a stupid Matrix movie clip in the broadcast that got everybody's broadcasts blocked. No, it's still processing. It's still processing. I think YouTube's just stepping in and helping people. They're, they're removing the block. It's still processing. It's not because I, I, I went in and removed the Matrix clip. Looks like Elden Ring is going to change Souls games being niche, though. They're not niche, Reese's, Reese's vids. We opened today... And I feel I, I pretty well, I don't know if we could say definitively proved, I think I proved to a decent degree that these games are not niche. They're not. No. Mm-mm. They, they, they are very popular and have sold tons of copies. We compared it to Battlefront and Gears of War and it rivals their total sales. You're missing out by playing Bloodborne? You're right and you're wrong at the same time. I know I'm missing out on playing it. I know Bloodborne's one of the most one of the most beloved in the group, but I can't play 30 FPS games that give me a headache. I'm not I'm not trying to be some some FPS snob. I genuinely get like a headache. It hurts my eyes and my I don't like it. When I played uh, God of War and Spider-Man, I loved those games, but every day I would end my stream, I had a headache. My eyes felt strained. So I'm just going to have to wait, you know? I, you're right. I know I'm missing out. But at the same time, I'm not missing out. I don't want to play that game at 30 FPS. I won't enjoy myself, you know? So, Demon Slayer gets criticized for showing... Uh, really? Why is it when something happens, it's always you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Twitter's complaining about that? Really? Same dude, it seems like stop motion. Yeah, I can't do it. There were people that took issue with Elden Ring 60 FPS capped. They were like, well, why is it capped? And I'm like, well, it makes the, it's going to maintain animations and maintain combat. Like, animations are incredibly important to hitboxes and damage output, damage reception. Like, all of that matters, right? You can see how you don't enjoy it. 30 FPS won't bother you if you're always playing on it, but if you go up to 60 and 120, going down to 30, it genuinely causes like this weird, it's weird. It's like an eye strain. It's so odd. I don't, I just don't like it. Like somebody said, it looks like a slideshow. It just doesn't, it just doesn't look good. Um, it's capped so it doesn't implode. Alarian says it's the engine. Let's not do this again. I have a lot of work today. What's the engine? What are you talking about? It's capped at 60 because of the engine. Is what I said is no different. I said it, it, it keeping the animations and the the out the damage output and damage reception. I think it's easier when you cap a game. When you cap a game's frames. It makes it perform more consistently, which would be tied to the engine. You really gonna make me screenshot all that crap again? No, I remember the numbers. I remember the numbers, Eugene. I have them in a Word doc if I need them. Uh, oh no, my man, we're doing it again. Screw work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Lono's going to hate the beginning of the game with all the mobs of villagers at the bonfire. In in Elden Ring? I'm going to hate it? I'm going to hate the beginning? Elden Ring isn't capped? I thought they said it was capped at 60 FPS. I thought that that had been reported. I thought they said that, yes, it, it has been reported that it will be capped at 60 FPS. I swear I saw that because I thought pe- pe- people were saying that they didn't like it. Oh, the beginning of Bloodborne. There's a mod to play Bloodborne at 60 FPS. I'm just going to wait. They're going to be doing a remastered or or a, or a PC version or something. Um, it's incredibly sad. Yeah, I retweeted about that this morning, uh, Sven. Yep. Another content creator. 
No, no, no. Bloodborne starting area has a ton of enemies. Got it, got it. It'll be unlocked through mods, but it's capped. Okay, so people are going to unlock it, probably unlock Elden Ring's, you know, FPS. You know, Elden Ring gameplay, to me, I don't need more than 60 FPS to enjoy the game. The latest Elden Ring story trailer, that dude with the two swords, are you serious? Are you serious? Like, looks very, very dope. Very, very excited uh, about this game. Um, ever played Neo? No. Eurogamer has Bloodborne article with video 60 FPS on PS5 with 4K AI upscaling. It looks so good. Yeah, I don't. I, I you can't currently play it that way, right? That's like somebody isn't that somebody simulating or something? The Video Foundry shows the PS5 and the Xbox Series X cannot hit 60 FPS even on performance mode. I have heard that Elden Ring needs optimized in order for it to. Uh, in order for it to run better on those consoles. I have heard that, yes. Irish Jack coming in, supporting them with the stream and the channel with a tier two membership. Thanks for renewing. I appreciate that very, very much. That's very kind. If you guys want to subscribe, subscribing is free. Hitting the subscribe button, the like button doesn't cost anything. But if you want to become a paying member, hit the join button or use that join command in chat. And uh, you can also, you can also, if you're a member on either of my channels, tonight we're playing Halo Infinite Custom Games. Hilly and I will be drinking and shoutcasting you. It will be hilarious. Hey, another coffee order, a bag of the Frickmas Holiday Blend, and then the Dark Roast to Irish Jack. Irish Jack just coming in with the membership and a coffee order. Thank you so much. If you're a coffee drinker, you can ask for testimonials in the chat. This is ours, by the way. You're not ordering from a company where I get like a kickback. Like This is our coffee. My wife and kiddos ship it to you. So thanks for being here this morning. I'm not too worried about performance from a network test on a build they slapped together just for the network test. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the, the, the FPS performance uh, on the on the consoles, I believe they'll get it optimized before it launches. Is YouTube having a tr- having trouble? Like, are you guys getting blips or something? We are in an absolute downward spiral. What is going on? We are having such a YouTube is so irritating about that sometimes. I swear, it's like every time we're having a strong day, it's like all of a sudden we're just like ding 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 ding. It's like what is the is the is the site freaking out? Tonight's gonna be lit. I'm headed uh, to get a thirty pack. Oh brother, don't do that. Looks fine to me. Okay. I'm just wondering if people are having issues because I'm not having issues on my end. Uh, Have you heard of the Bloodborne remake coming to PC as well in January? Well, here's the thing about a Bloodborne remake. I I don't know if it would come to PC at the same time as as the PS5. You would think they would want it to hit PS5 first and then they would push it over to PC, right? A lot of people have asked about that. Like, well, you know, God of War is coming to PC. When are all these others, you know, pe- when, are, when are all these other people, when are they coming to PC? Well, it's going to take a while. Yes, I'm very much interested in the Bloodborne remake. We will probably have to take a break from Sekiro to check it out. Um, so, you know, because here on, when we do From Fridays, that's the whole point is like, let, let's do, uh, let's do, let's do From Software games. You know what I mean? Streams moving weird. Okay. It might be, it might be something with the servers or something. It's crazy. It runs 60 FPS uh, on a Series S, but granted, the game's 1080. My end, we've been at 500 most of this. Super exciting. Yeah, I don't know. We just suddenly have dropped way down into the, like the low 400s. Like we we hit 500 and then just bam, like dropped. I was like, what happened? 
Digital Foundry showed a solid 60 with occasional dips into the 50s, so it's not terribly unoptimized. Still better than the dirty 30. Sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, yeah, no issues. Yeah, I don't know what happened. How do you do the join command? Commands are always, you put like an exclamation point. So you see down here how there's like an exclamation point coffee. That's showing you all the commands. So exclamation point coffee or exclamation point displayed, all that stuff. The last rumor I read is it'll be a remaster for PS5 and then hit PC. God of War comes in January. Sony's releasing two games in the same month. I just would think that they would want to maximize sales on the PlayStation 5 first. Like Elden Ring release is obviously going to be hitting be, be, be hitting everywhere, right? But you're not going to think through and, and like, oh, you know, Bloodborne should hit everywhere too. Well, but, but Bloodborne was a PlayStation exclusive. So... I, I don't know if they would do that. I would imagine I would imagine that they would not do that. They would say, here, okay, we've got you know we've got it on PS5. You can enjoy it on PS5. They'll hit their max sales, and then I would imagine they would wait and kick it over to PC later. Newtonian coming in with a brand new membership. Thank you for doing that. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. Be sure to get in the Discord. You get increased access in our Discord. And you can take part in events like tonight with the Halo Infinite custom games. I want Bloodborne later next year. Hmm. It isn't doing that. Oh, you're saying it isn't doing that. Okay. They're still riding Demon Souls. Does PlayStation still need PS5 exclusives when people can't even buy the console? You see, you're thinking of it in the wrong realm though, Dante. If the if the customer perception is that the PS5 continues to get titles that you can only get there. That's a good consumer perception, both for the people that have bought one or for the people that are trying to buy one. You start dropping games on the PS5 and PC at the same time, that's not a very good look. I don't think. I don't think they're going to do that. That's only my prediction. I don't have their marketing playbook in front of me. But based on everything I've seen, they are not going to be having games land on PS5 and PC at the exact same time. I just don't see it. Ashen coming in with four months of membership. Here's hoping that Giant Man isn't another gimmick boss. I know, right? If you haven't taken our poll yet, we're closing in on a thousand votes. Elden Ring release date. Are you buying the game? Are you interested in Elden Ring gameplay? We will be obviously playing the game, streaming it here, and I'm, I'm sure you all that are buying it will be playing the game. There was an Elden Ring story trailer that debuted last night, and we, uh, we really enjoyed that during the Game Awards 2021. Going to have a tough time playing anything else but Elden Ring, so when Bloodborne comes out, I hope it's a lot later. I hear you on that. Games can tend to kind of cannibalize the calendar, can't they? Roger renewing that membership and getting a blue joystick. Welcome back, Roger. Always good to see the From Software homies in the chat. If you're new, feel free to hit subscribe. That way you can talk in my chat. We love meeting new folks. Every week, we do a From Fridays on Friday and uh, talk about... Elden Ring gameplay, Elden Ring map size. We've talked about a lot of different topics with Elden Ring. I actually made arguments that I think they're building Elden Ring for live service. A lot of people disagreed with me there, but I actually think I, I made a decent case. I'm not, I don't have an axe to grind, but I, I think that that's something that's very possible. And uh, the rest of the week, we do a video game talk show in the mornings. If you like video game podcasts, I'm a safe for work streamer, so you can hit subscribe, the bell button, and then I'll be in your your sub feed every morning doing the show about all the different topics. Does the story interest you guys at all from that trailer? 
I actually was pretty interested in the fact that it looked like the what's he called the gold king or whatever the big guy with all the arms where they they showed that boss fight uh, in their last gameplay reveal so you got an you know an Elden Ring gameplay boss fight where he looks like he's got you know 15 arms his backstory looked pretty interesting like somebody betrayed him and like did something to his back and then all of a sudden he takes his crown off and then I guess he's growing arms or something I don't know I don't know what's going on um I did a resub uh, in top. Did resub in top chat. You did a resub in top chat. Hang on, monochrome. Um, I don't. Oh, 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 oh. You resubbed and you were in top chat. I, I didn't come through. That's so weird. Oh, yesterday. Well, thank you for the the renewed membership. I appreciate that, monochrome. Am I the only one who giggled at the Titan sitting on a tiny pony? <laughs> That the, I liked the fight that they well it wasn't really a fight but the big huge guy with the two uh, with the two swords with the two blades looked really really dope. From Software still has the best lore hands down. From Software games I, that is one of the things that really surprised me. I was not anticipating such deep Dark Souls lore in all of their games. I mean I I've never been a lore guy. It, this is going to sound weird, but let me let me frame it this way. I've never been a big lore guy, but I like knowing it's there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I know there's something big and deep and mysterious behind the curtain here, and I don't know what it is. I, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, and I'm not interested in it, right? I'm not going and watching videos, I'm not reading or listening to it. I just like knowing it's there. It makes the world seem bigger. It makes the story seem really, really important, you know? We know you don't like lore. It requires too much reading. Right. Like, meme all you want. I, I Like, it took you two seconds to meme on me. I genuinely don't like reading in games. I just don't. It's just never been something I've been too fond of. Like, dialogue trees aren't my jam. I, you know, it, it, Mass Effect, I always struggled to enjoy myself. I just wanted to romance everybody like everybody else that was playing those games. Not everybody, but, you know, a lot of us were just, like, trying to romance everybody. i just never been too big on reading. You know what I mean? I've never been a huge lore dude, but Dark Souls 3 sucked me into it. The From Software and uh, Miyazaki build incredible worlds. Yeah, yeah. They would be good, they'd be good novelists. Like, they would be really good at writing novels. It's like, where did you get, where did all this come from? Um, don't need a novel. Yeah, some people don't, you know, don't, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't care. If you ever feel like crying yourself to sleep, watch some of uh, Vadevidia videos. He gives some amazing insight into the lore. I'm sure there's going to be Elden Ring lore that is just combed over for for forever. You know, I, it won't it won't surprise me at all. Um, Insomniac Black with four months of membership and it's a tier three, very generous. Deathloop didn't get every award. Uh, I got shorted of my SNTR rage. The Star Wars Eclipse reveal is a nice consolation, though. It was. It was really, really good. Yeah, I was really worried that like Deathloop was gonna was gonna start taking every category. I was really glad they didn't. I was concerned. I was, but I. The most shocking thing from the video game awards was two things. Number one, that Ratchet and Clank didn't win a single thing. And that Deathloop got nine nominations and just didn't really do well either. I think they won two or three. Like, they won a third of their awards, which makes you really wonder about a lot of those nominations. It's like, this game's not as award-winning as you say it is if it got nine noms and only took three. Like, why did it get so many noms? Like, 
all these other games could have been nominated. I, I, I genuinely think Returnal, if it would have been properly nominated, would have performed better and won more awards than Deathloop, but whatever. My predictions, I got 12 right out of the 30. Now, some of the 30 categories, I had no idea. Fighting games, esports, I, I had no idea. I got 12 predictions right. Um, so, I, I wasn't really concerned about getting it right. Some of the games that won and lost were very confusing to me. Um, extremely confusing. Like, Metroid taking action adventure. That was just the craziest, most, the biggest oddity of the night. You got Ratchet and Clank up there, and you gave it to Metroid Dread for action adventure? Like, really? I don't know. Deathloop is good? Yeah, I we've been through this before. Deathloop's not a 9 or a 10 game. It's not an award-worthy game. It's not a game of the year-worthy game. When there's four or five truly next-gen titles that launched this year, Deathloop doesn't deserve to be up there in consideration the way that it was. It just wasn't. It didn't hit it didn't hit the heights that people said that it hit. It just really, really didn't. Um the Facebook gaming ads though. I didn't mind those Facebook gaming ads. I, I feel like gamers really struggle with this. It's like if they talk about an issue that's not important to you, it just gets automatically labeled as woke. I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, why is this a bad thing to be like, hey, our platform, you know, has snagged some very, very diverse talent. Like, who cares? Do you watch that platform? Do you watch those types of streamers? No? Then, okay. Here's why I don't take it very seriously. Because people do the same thing when they see, like, a fighting game. Or, like, a sports game. They roll their eyes. They're like, well, here we go. The sports games. Like, you know it's like a massive industry, right? Like, it's enormous. And just because it doesn't concern you doesn't mean the games stink. It's, like, cut from the same cloth. You know what I mean? Literally all the platforms did something with the Game Awards. Yeah, I thought it was very, very cool. Like, Jeff Keighley was like, oh, do a short on YouTube. And then they were doing the thing with Nate Hill on, on the Purple platform. And then then they had the Facebook gaming ads. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought they, you know, they had good, like, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, nice little Christmas tree in the background there. It's not little. It's actually like, well, it is. I'm sorry, it is little, but it's like right here. It's like right here. I have to be careful. I get really a- like amped up and I've, I've knocked the star off before. <laughs> Uh, Ratchet did get the shaft for sure only game that is a technological advancement didn't win a single award well so is Returnal though Returnal with its, with its 3D audio its, its ambition into a new genre like doing a, a third person action adventure rogue bullet hell game like I, I don't know I, I, just, I don't know how Returnal got so slept on it was like this was a pioneer game this was an ambitious game like who cares about all these continued franchises you know what I mean Yo, well, good morning, Ginger. Um, they did a great job of symmetry with the platforms. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was very, very good. Three is in the rage radius. It is in the rage radius. That is that is true. Um, where the stocking, stockings go? I thought it got a little too busy back there with the stockings. I don't, I don't like a lot of stuff back there, so I stopped putting them up. I went back and watched the video, and I was like, that's just a little too busy for me. So... <clears throat> This is probably the first time in a while that the Game Awards was not cringe. I don't think the last year, I don't think last year was bad. I think we use cringe, so we oh, we just overuse it. It's like everything we do, we we don't like is cringe. Like I'm like I I don't know. I think we overuse it. I I thought last year was fine too. Uh Returnal won 
two awards, I think. Did it not? It might have just won one. It won best action game. I don't think it won anything else. I don't know. It should have won for sound design. Um, but I don't think it won any other category. If you're just tuning in and you're interested in Elden Ring gameplay or news or updates take our poll at the top of the chat Elden Ring release date are you buying the game there was a brand new Elden Ring story trailer last night and we watched that during the Game Awards 2021 and uh, the take a vote on the poll there are you buying Elden Ring are you planning on buying Elden Ring release date like right when it comes out are you going to wait are you a maybe um, so you're happy for It Takes Two? I was happy for It Takes Two. I just, I still think back and think it's just odd. It's an odd game of the year win. You know what I mean? No, I'm not going to be doing it. I don't have any VR. You know what I mean? Um, then he wanted me to watch him, but I was already watching Lono. Right, right, right. Against my better judgment, I have pre-ordered Elden Ring. Apex didn't get any awards. Johnny says, I'm getting the collector's edition I voted. So when you when you pre-order a game like Elden Ring, is it based on the Elden Ring gameplay? Is it based on like the newest Elden Ring trailer? What do you what do you base your pre-order on? Or are you just like, no, it's from software. I just get it. <laughs> I don't care. Simon's already answered the question. Already pre-ordered. I've never regretted pre-ordering a from software game. Okay. King says, from software games are not for me, but I'll be watching you play instead. All right. Yeah, Final Fantasy won best ongoing game. I don't think that was a competition. Lono, you really need to play the Matrix demo. It's insane. I have heard that. If, if it wasn't for From Fridays, we probably would have been checking that out today, but I don't. I, we, we, we don't have the, the space for it. The day, the day is too full. Fridays are very, very full. Very full. Okay, so Roguebot saying that the Elden Ring gameplay trailer is what got me interested. Okay, okay. It was I was merely sold on the world and the visuals. I suck at the combat. Steven says I got the collector's edition and buying it because it's a From Software game. They've never let me down. From Software has a hundred percent game my trust as a dev. Says uh, poop sack. <laughs> um, I've never played Subnautica. No, I, I I would I would be interested, but I just doesn't really fit with what we do here. Uh, Black Backwoods Biscuit says from software equals insta pre-order only game I ever regretted pre-ordering is Halo 3 shocker I know after the last few years I've actually do not pre-order games anymore yeah there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that just won't pre-order no matter what I watched loads of lore vids playing Sekiro at the moment open world is great addition uh, is Deathloop really bad as you say because I've never played it I think that Deathloop is is rough around the edges and sloppy in the beginning. I think people that get past that end up having a really good time, and I think it clouds their memory of the game. I think if you review the game in its entirety, it is not a very polished and good game. It has a lot of issues in the beginning. I don't think the combat or the graphics are all that impressive. I think the story is really, really well done, and the voice actors did an excellent job. Um, and I think the art is great. I still don't think they should have won for art direction, even though the art style is, is dope. Um, so if you like rogues and shooters, it's definitely worth checking out. I think Elden Ring will have the best PVP overall. Okay. So Bodie is saying Elden Ring PVP will be the best invading and destroying into one V three will feel so good again. 
For me, says Ashen, it's from software. I'm confident in their product and the fact that we will see games, uh, they still see games as art, right? After getting burned by Outriders, I will never pre-order again. A lot of the issues you had, Lono, were patched out this month. Okay, well, it got nominated and, and given nines and tens before that patch, so I still take issue with the way the review outlets handled Deathloop. I think it was a gross misrepresentation of the game's quality when it launched. Um, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Is Neo a rogue game? I do not think so, no. Forspoken uh, looked amazing. I, the, the thing that, w- that shocked me with Forspoken is everyone's like, it doesn't look as good, it doesn't look as good, it doesn't look as good. I'm like, so you're telling me when they first launched a trailer and she was like slowly running around and like flying, it doesn't look as good as when she's like blowing tons of things up super fast in combat. Maybe, just maybe, you're forgetting you're watching a live stream and the YouTube compression isn't so hot. Like, I, I, that, that kind of blew my mind. Like, gamers need to get better at interpreting what they're watching. Like, when you see, like, a very, very first Forspoken trailer, and it's all slow, and, like, yeah, and then all of a sudden there's this crazy combat, and you're watching a stream of a stream, that's exactly right, you're watching me restreaming a stream, like, go watch it later, like, I was like, come on, people, settle down. You could have played Outriders before release, uh, and seen it was a dud. I actually disagree with that, Simon. I thought the Outriders beta received tons of praise. People really liked the Outriders beta. Now, the Elden Ring technical test, you're right. Like, you can play it and make up your mind. Now, there's a rumor that there's going to be an Elden Ring open tech test that I would love to be a part of, especially if we can stream it. Especially if we can stream it. I used to burn through those old Nintendo games. I literally can't play them anymore. Right. The old games are hard, man. The old games are hard. The only game I've pre-ordered since Battlefield 5 uh, burning me is Death Stranding. Oh, you didn't like Death Stranding. I won't pre-order, but I will be buying Elden Ring right after watching you play Dark Souls 3 and after I saw the trailer with the dragon flying in coming out of nowhere. That Elden Ring dragon, bro. (laughs) People complaining that Hellblade was scripted can't tell they're watching cinematic or gameplay transitioning flawlessly together. You know what was funny about that footage, the Hellblade 2 footage, Eugene? I felt like they intentionally put in little hitches and stutters to let you know that this is a cinematic and this is gameplay. Did you catch those? They were like little teeny snags of handoff of like, uh, now you're in control and now you're in control. I felt like that was intentional to be like, you are literally watching a seamless transition from cinematic to gameplay. You just can't tell unless you really watch closely. There were little hitches and snags in the footage. I thought it was on purpose. Not like a hitch or a snag, like a dropped frame, but like, ugh, it like kind of like, it was, it's like a magnet sticking to something, right? It's like, eh, boom, and all of a sudden she's back and running again. What was my thought on the Nightingale trailer? It looked like uh, Guillermo del Toro directed it, the art style of the enemies and stuff. It looked very, very cool. Very, very cool. If you guys watched the Game Awards 2021 last night, we covered it here on this channel. We were one of the official co-streamers. We were very excited about the Elden Ring story trailer that debuted last night. Gets everybody a little bit more excited, I think, for the Elden Ring release date. If you're excited about the Elden Ring release date, take that poll at the top of the chat, 
and make sure you're subs so you can talk in the chat. We'd love to hear from new people. We always love to uh, to meet new folks who are fans of From Software Games. Every Friday on this channel is From Friday. We talk a little Elden Ring in the morning because it's mainly the main the main course right now from From Software News. And then this afternoon, I'll be diving back into Sekiro. I beat Madam Butterfly last week. If you want to go watch that VOD, last week's Sekiro gameplay VOD is literally the best thing to watch if you want to see somebody almost quit Sekiro and then it clicks. It's like two hours of watching a person like, like irritated and like, oh, I was on the verge of being like, I don't think this is going to work. And then at the end, it clicks and I beat Madam Butterfly on my third try. Like, that is a great stream to watch the transition. Legend says, I noticed that too. Like, when it went to the reverse angle of her running, I could tell that the player was controlling the action. Yeah, there was a slight, like, it was like a magnetism. It was like, and now you're in control. Click, and then all of a sudden cinematics, and click, now you're in control. I felt, I felt it in the, in, the, in the movement of the camera. Coyote with 11 months of subs, and it's a tier four. I love Hellblade 2. My favorite part is when the blade goes, shut up, Coyote. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Hellblade's like my all-time favorite game. It is just a special, special work of art. I, I was just breathless watching the Hellblade 2 stuff. Yo, what's good, my man Takashi? I thought of you last night when the one guy, when the one, when the go, one, one composer's name was Takeshi. It made me think of you because you're Takashi and he's Takeshi, like Takeshi's castle. <clears throat> you're in the 70 plus peeps. Elden Ring release date. You're buying it. Another member coming in, Gervo. Thank you very much. We would love to see 400 members for this channel. It would unlock another emote. We are doing Halo custom games tonight. You from software guys might not be interested in that at all, but we do cover lots of different games. If you're a paying member here or on my other channel, you can take part in Halo Infinite custom games tonight. Just make sure you get into the Discord. Thank you, Gervo. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. Thanks for becoming a new member. couple new members today already. couple of coffee orders today already. Variety of ways to support the show. and We greatly appreciate it. It's free to hit subscribe and the like button. And that will make sure that my daily talk show hits your YouTube sub feed every day. If you like listening to me, a lot of people treat me like video game radio. So thank you for being here. And the poll at the top of the chat's asking you, you know, Elden Ring release date. Are you buying the game? And what made you make up your mind? Elden Ring gameplay. There last night was the Elden Ring story trailer. Um, maybe the Elden Ring gameplay trailer before they showed all the technical test gameplay. There's a lot out there that might have convinced you. Uh, radio? Yeah, you, the younger audience might be like, what's radio? <laughs> Did they show any Final Fantasy 16? No, 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 no. I'm a fan of Lono, not a From fan. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Are we getting a Punch a Goose emote? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the next emote should be. No news about Breath of the Wild 2 other than a very passive announcement that it's coming in 2022. Nintendo had a montage of like, how great 2022 is going to be and Breath of the Wild 2 was baked into that trailer. So that was kind of like them passively saying, yeah, Breath of the Wild sequels next year, which we don't know. That could be a soft December date that gets shoved into 2023. I honestly wouldn't bank on Breath of the Wild 2 hitting next year, but given that they're using existing assets in the existing map, it might be possible. Now that you beat Madam Butterfly, is the Tower Knight your new white whale? Yeah, that's my next white whale. Yeah, going back and chopping the Tower Knight's ankles off. 
for those of you that don't know, I'm not a Dark Souls guy. Everybody's like, you're a Dark Souls guy now. You beat Dark Souls 3 and you beat Madam Butterfly your third try. Like, you're a Dark Souls guy. Okay, well, I've not really been one until very recently, and I still don't necessarily consider myself a Souls guy, but I went into Demon Souls, and that one is linear if you know what to do and I didn't know the linear path to take so I went and fought the Tower Knight and I got obliterated. I wasn't I wasn't necessarily good at those types of games yet. I, Dark Souls 3 really helped me um, really, really helped me in a lot of ways. Um, cut my teeth on that game in, in I mean, I, I cut my teeth on Sekiro. It was like Jedi Fallen Order and then I played Sekiro like two years ago put it down, didn't touch it ever again, and then came back and did uh, and did the Dark Souls 3 playthrough. I did a little bit of Demon Souls because, you know, the remaster came out and people wanted to see it, but didn't get past the uh, the Tower Knight. Uh, what's the display over your left shoulder? This is Dark Souls, that's Cinder, and then that's obviously Elden Ring. Well, maybe not obviously. That's Elden Ring's, like, logo. If you look up Elden Ring... Any of the any of the like the Elden Ring trailers or Elden Ring gameplay, that's usually right at the front. That's like what they show. There's like a guy on the ground with a sword. Um, you learn to survive death by a thousand paper cuts. Right, right, right. What try did you beat, uh, Lady Butterfly? On my third try. Yeah, my third try. And here's what clicked for me. Okay, so. This is obviously a criticism that I have of Sekiro in particular. They don't explain a base level mechanic very well. They explain it. Okay, they don't explain it very well. Okay, so the fact that there are people who you have to whittle down their posture and not hit their health or people you have to whittle down their health and not their posture. They do not explain that well at all. I think one little tutorial run with the practice guy would have changed so much for me. All right, so Eugene has played through the game and he he definitely played through with wikis. I played with the live chat. Like, I definitely have people helping me. And so he played through with wikis and really kind of was able to give me Cliff's notes on that system. So as I'm playing through Sekiro, he kind of gives me that function. I'm like, oh, I was like, well, the game didn't explain that very well. So that helped things click. Then I get to Madam Butterfly and I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's kind of clicking, it's kind of clicking. And then a guy in chat says, hit her until she deflects. And everything changed. Everything changed. Wham, 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 deflect, I deflect. Wham, 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 deflect, I deflect. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, the whole game changes. It's literally like the part in The Matrix where Neo stands up and he, like, sees everything. He sees The Matrix and he's just like, he's like blocking Agent Smith's attacks. That's what it felt like. It was like, all of a sudden the veil was lifted and I the game like made sense to me that doesn't mean I'm not going to have a hard time I know there's really really hard fights awaiting me but it was a it that that two hour stream is the best stream to show somebody are you having trouble with Sekiro watch this guy rage and get irritated and get salty and watch him at the end of the video just go watch it go watch you know what I mean like it shows you how how that game if it clicks for you it just changes everything The sword combat in Sekiro is amazing. It's like a dance or something. Right, right, yeah. The fight becomes like a rhythmic dance, says Gervo. If you beat the final boss in Sekiro, you will have been a Souls player. So I'm not one yet. I've beaten Dark Souls 3, but I'm not a Souls player. (laughs) 
I really hope none of the bosses uh, have been a spoiler for you. I don't think anything's been spoiled for me. I know there's a, there's an ape that's going to make me crazy, and I know that the headless are annoying, but I, that's all I know. <clears throat> I'm curious. Do people want easy mode in Souls also want matchmaking in Raids? I feel that's a false equivalency for a handful of reasons. I understand why you're connecting the two, but I don't think they're equivalent. I don't. Matchmaking in raids is not adjusting or altering the difficulty or the substance or the challenge of the content itself. The content would be retaining its form. You would just be throwing people in and they'd be trying to figure it out. And if enough people did it, eventually you'd meet people that know what they're doing and you'd be able to beat it. It's not quite the same as saying, I think the fabric of this game should change to meet me where I am. Well, that's not the same at all. Sekiro is my favorite Souls game gameplay-wise. Okay. Well, chat, what's your favorite Souls game? I feel like we're going to get a lot of Bloodborne. I feel like we're going to get a lot of Bloodborne. What's your favorite Souls game? You got Bloodborne, Sekiro, and you got the three Dark Souls games. If you've played Elden Ring gameplay, I mean, if you've actually gotten to experience Elden Ring gameplay, I guess you could vote for that. (laughs) The rest of us are waiting for the Elden Ring release date. (laughs) Okay, we got a Bloodborne, a Sekiro. I got three Bloodborns, a Sekiro, a Dark Souls, another Bloodborne, a Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne PvP was so fun. I got a couple Dark Souls 2. A couple, couple people in the chat are gluttons for punishment, apparently. I've heard that Dark Souls 2 is, is, is absolutely, like, brutal. Dark Souls 2 is my favorite. Uh, I run hex builds a lot. Okay, well, there you go. Some Dark Souls 3, some Bloodborne. Yeah, mostly Bloodborne. Never touch a Souls game. I'm seeing mostly Bloodborne and then a couple of Dark Souls, you know, 1s and 2s and 3s, you know, across the board. Not, not surprising. I'm not surprised that I'm not seeing a lot of Sekiro. That doesn't surprise me. I think Sekiro is the, the runt of the litter in the realm of, like, what people like. I think it's the runt of the litter, which makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, uh, there we go. Okay. So we may, we may get some love on that in post so stupid that 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 video game awards the game awards vod i skipped those games due to me crushing controllers uh what did i miss this morning been stuck in meetings all morning you've not missed much we just had some good conversations we were asking the question elden ring are souls games too niche and uh obviously i made the argument at the beginning of the stream that they're not niche if you just look at total sales uh if you look at the interest in elden ring if you look at the interest in Elden Ring gameplay as well as the Elden Ring release date, right? Like, people are interested. They're like, when's it come out? Can I play? I want to get in the technical test. I want to see gameplay footage. Like, the gameplay footage is doing pretty well on YouTube. The interest is there. And if you weigh that and you and you take that against the backdrop of total, uh, total sales of the franchise, which, if you include Bloodborne and Sekiro, it exceeds 40 million, which is up there with like Star Wars Battlefront and Gears of War so if you look at Star Wars Battlefront and Gears of War you would think like those are mainstream games those aren't niche games right well the Souls franchise is right up there with the rest of them with respect uh, to total sales so it doesn't surprise me at all that people think that Souls games are niche and the reason I think people think that is I thought it many people do it's a perception thing you just think, oh my word, games that are that hard, they're not mainstream, they're not that popular, they've not sold that many copies, and you would be wrong. You would be very, very wrong. Souls games from software games have done very well up to now. 
the other thing we have to remember is I do think I do think there's a trend in the West especially a trend in America to think very much like the people that I rub shoulders with represent the entire gaming community when the Asian market is just absolutely massive and really tilts the scales for a lot of games that you would never touch you just would never touch them whether it's a JRPG or a From Software game the Asian market adds a huge huge element because you know Star Wars Battlefront and Gears of War probably doesn't do all that well outside of America I'm not saying they do poorly but they don't do nearly as well as soon as you leave the West Gears absolutely is a niche game no 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 total sales for Gears would say no it's it's a very it's a very successful long-standing franchise and it's iconic people recognize it it was a it was a banner title for for Xbox for a while it wasn't that you could only play it there but it was very much a part of their marketing and no Gears is a, Gears is a household name I don't think it, anybody would consider it niche you know how people say find your niche often that means find your specialization uh, if look through that lens, could souls be considered specialized versus small? Well, here's the thing. I would say a couple of years ago, you could describe it as being a niche genre, as in it's narrow and not there aren't as many games like it in the market. Being a niche genre doesn't mean it hasn't sold well and is very popular, right? Like, it's sold well and it's popular, and so if you think of it in that perspective it makes sense to be like okay a couple of years ago you might consider it a niche genre it's not a niche genre anymore go to steam and look for like souls-esque souls light souls like look for these they're everywhere now and you've got wukong you got uh wukong and then you got wu chang fallen feathers and you got lies of p these games are clearly inspired by from software games like down to the animations and these are these are games that are looking impressive like Wukong if you look up Wukong Unreal Engine 5 footage that game's gonna be nuts it looks awesome I mean it looks awesome and who knows it might be super popular because you know Elden Ring's not an Unreal Engine 5 there's not a lot of games that are gonna be in Unreal Engine 5 for a while and for a game like that to 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 come out and to and to hit and to be that you know be that strong yeah i i think i think so i think i think wukong has a chance to be very very popular for the technology for the tech alone i think people will want to play it you know now that might not help it commercially because i don't know how much i'll be interested in see how well they can optimize unreal engine 5 on on the consoles that's what i'm interested in you know we've got this um We've got this, uh, you know, the, um, um, shoot, <laughs> this Matrix demo you can play, so, and that's an Unreal Engine 5, is it not? Uh, hard choice, but I'm gonna pick Dark Souls 3, says John, okay. It's specialization, with those new titles leaning into that specialization, just like Metroidvanities are specializing in map traversal and retreading. Right, I get that. Gerbo says, I'm somewhat skeptical about Wukong. Might be biting much more than they can swallow. My hope would be that Unreal Engine 5 gives them the ability to do things that a lot of these games haven't been able to do up to now. And then it could be it could be transformational 
It could be transformational for the genre, for the for maybe not the genre, but it could be transformational for like third person action adventure, like melee based combat. Could be really, really uh, transformed, inspired, influenced by Wukong. You know, I'd be curious to compare the purchase numbers to how many people complete the games. Would it be less niche or more of an acquired taste? Yeah, I don't know. That would be a fun comparison. Like, okay, total souls, Dark Souls 1 through 3 total sales is like over 30 million. Okay, how many of those people have played the game for longer than three hours? (laughs) Right? Because I imagine a lot of people get to that third and fourth hour and they're like, no, this game's not for me. You know, and they kind of take a walk. (laughs) They kind of take a walk. They're like, yeah, I don't know about this one. Yeah. I can't I can't keep going. I'm excited for Black Myth Wukong. Yeah, yeah. Black Myth Wukong. Yeah, it's Black Myth Wukong and then it's Wu Chang Fallen Feathers and then Lies of P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark Souls 1 for me, really enjoyable level of difficulty. The visuals hold up really well. Lore is enjoyable, but mostly the world design is amazing. Well, there you go. Pumped to watch me play Sekiro. Yeah, we're diving back in today. Hopefully the game will be, uh, it'll click just as much. It's weird to play a game like that. It's really, really weird to play a game like that and do it once a week. Like, I'm always worried I'm going to, like, lose my touch. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know, you know. It might go back and it'll be, uh, might be rough. (laughs) It might be rough. Um, Ghost, yeah, not comparable. Is somebody trying to compare to Ghost of Tsushima? I really want to do a lethal playthrough of Ghost of Tsushima. I just don't know where we would put it as content, you know? Because we have people that have paid for memberships for game requests, and, you know, one of them has said, go go play Ghost of Tsushima. I want you to play it until you beat Ikishima. And we've thought about maybe on days where we do a double talk show. So, like, imagine a Monday where we open the day with a talk show. It's three hours long. And then we roll over and do a second talk show. You know, maybe the second talk show is about cyberpunk or something. And we do that for an hour. And then after that hour, I can just go play whatever I want because the first hour is really all that matters with respect to whatever it is we're talking about, right? Well, what, th- th- I'm, we're, we're thinking through that. Like, I'd like to give you guys that opportunity to, like, do those higher memberships and maybe, and maybe like, pick games that I play, but it would be baked into, like, a, a talk show about something completely unrelated just because, like, once we get past the first hour or so of the second show, that's usually kind of the end of things. We're usually in coast mode of, like, you know, the day is winding down for people. We're in the afternoon now, you know. We're in the end game now. I really wonder why we spiked up so strong today. That was so weird. Like, YouTube is so weird with live streams. We spiked up and there was like over 500 people here. I don't get what happened. Anyway, we were we were popping and vibing and uh, I don't know. That was very odd. Like, I'm not I'm not upset. This is amazing. We we covering from software games on Friday is really exciting long term, but YouTube is uh I took a survey last night about YouTube and live streams and discoverability and I was like it just still isn't very consistent. It's so hard to know why something like that happens. It's like did you guys throw me on the front page somewhere and then after 30 minutes just drop me off of it? Like is that what happened? I don't know. I've never been on your channel before, but this live show came up in my recommended. Yeah, that's been happening more and more with our channel. We've been getting recommended to more people. I like hearing that. Thank you for saying that. That's exciting to know that, like, you know, and I, I hope you come back. I hope you enjoy, like, the daily talk show format that we go for uh, in the in the mornings. 
Yeah, we need more likes, says King Keys. We need more likes, says King Keys. It's the way of the world. Yeah, no, it's the way of the world. Sure, 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 sure. But discoverability on YouTube is just such a weird animal. And I was on a call recently with YouTube. They are working on it. They want to help those of us that live stream. They definitely do. They want to help those of us that do a that do a live show, because um, it's it's discoverability is just very very strange. So, best gaming talk show out there. Well, thank you. Um, you just appeared in my gaming feed on YouTube. I've enjoyed the stream. I'll be back for others. Well, thank you. I'm it's, I'm glad to hear that. I like hearing that we're we're just we're just showing up in people's feeds now. That is extremely encouraging. I only played Sekiro, says Siege Master, so I don't really have much of a reference for a favorite from a favorite from software game. I love Sekiro though. See, here's what's interesting, Siege. Uh, Eugene cut his teeth on Sekiro, and he made light work of Demon Souls. Okay, and so uh, usually Souls fans have the opposite experience. They either started with Dark Souls one or two or Bloodborne, and then they get over to Sekiro and they don't like it. But when you go in the reverse order, Sekiro makes you, I think, a better Souls player. Do you understand? If you reverse the order, and it's like, so you should be able to go into a Dark Souls game, like, I would, if I were you, I would do like Demon Souls or Dark Souls 3. You'll probably make light work of the games, because it's just different. The, the attack windows are so much bigger and larger, you know what I mean? I was a member in a sub on SNTR Presents, says Gervo. Never recommended this channel before, and the title got me in. Now that I know what you cover here, I joined. Oh, well, thank you. We tried to let everybody know over there on Presents that we switched the live show over here, but YouTube's not showing that sub-base my videos because that's a Destiny channel. So if I cover something that's not Destiny, that's what happens. Like, I think at the end of the St. Oda Raid story, I'm going to do, I think we need to do like one last Destiny video and it's literally going to be, hey, dummies, <laughs> you only will get recommended or click on Destiny content you know, unsub. I don't cover it anymore. Or if you're looking for my live show, we moved it. <laughs> $5 from Lee Stills. Thank you for the tip. Monday, I was doing research for Elden Ring on YouTube. Your live chat feed just popped up and I subscribed. Happy Friday to everyone. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate that. Thanks for being here. What's the name of the website where you order your drinks again? Uh, it's called Total Wine and More. If there's a Total Wine and More in your in your city and it's close enough to deliver, that's where I order my drinks. Also, having played all the Souls games, says Scorched. I love Sekiro, but my all-time favorite is Dark Souls One. That's where I cut my teeth. I think that w- I talked about that with an, with 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 bands, right? The album that gets you into a band tends to be your favorite album, even if it's their second, third, first, fourth. Doesn't matter, right? The game that turns you into a fan of, you know, Foo Fighters is like, that's probably your favorite. That's why I like The Color and the Shape is my favorite album, because The Foo Fighters, The Color and the Shape is probably, I think, one of the greatest rock and roll albums ever created, especially coming out of the 90s. That was a, that was a, that was a lot of music. Um, but that was the album that got me in, you know, Everlong, Hero, you know, Hey Johnny Park, you know what I'm saying? So, $5 from Lolly Guy. Hey, new to your channel. Have you played Dark Souls DLC? No, we're saving that for a rainy day. That's why From Fridays is like a weekly thing. Also, I'll be watching your journey in Sekiro. You'll love it. Thank you. I'm going to warn you from software, guys. I get salty and complaining. I think we, I, I, I hope you all do, or at least you're honest about the fact that you do. I get pretty salty and complaining. You got to try Sekiro? We are. Today is our fourth episode of Sekiro this afternoon. Oh, unless you're trying, you're talking, you might be talking to somebody in chat. 
I go to Total Wine in St. Louis. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's a great company. It's really nice having something like that delivered to your home. You know? Happy Friday to all the new peeps. Welcome, says Matazbo. That's right. That's right. Oh, we welcome Salt. Yeah. Well, sometimes Dark Souls fans can come in and be a little nasty. They can. You've probably interacted with these homies. Just do it this way. Stop complaining. Grow up. It's like, are you kidding me? Did you play this game and never complain once? Give me a break. Uh, I love that comparison about the first album. Yeah, yeah. The game that's the, the, the catalyst game is going to be your favorite game. It will be. It will be. I love Sekiro. I like how you evolve into a better player. Yeah, the last week felt so good. My From Software Sekiro gameplay, episode three, is the best episode to watch if you want to see someone go from frustration to finesse. It's just like, okay, the game just clicked. Apparently, we're very close to 300 likes. 60 FPS on the PS5 for Sekiro is Chef's Kiss. Yeah, I play on the PS5. Yeah, 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 yeah. A $15 tip from Salty. Here's some drinky money. Uh, the site has a beard called Zombie Dust, which I have had personally. I like it. It has good reviews. Shoot, I'm about to write that one down. I ordered stuff last night, Salty, that's getting delivered this afternoon, so I won't be able to have it for tonight. I wanted to make sure I got in. Let me write this one down. Zombie Dust. Hang on. Zombie dust. Sometimes people tip me money and then make a drink request. For Friday nights, we we have some drinks and do a Friday night stream. And uh, that they'll they'll do that. They'll tip me money, but like, here, buy a six-pack. So thank you. Thank you, Salty. I, I've got that one written down. I'll be watching specifically for the salt. <laughs> I will deliver. Okay? I have no problem delivering salt. Try beating the tutorial boss after beating the game. It's liberating. Oh, right, 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 right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I'd probably go back there and make light work of that guy right now. I'll never forget the legendary Returnal run when you one-shotted the last couple biomes. Biomes, talk about when it starts clicking. That was amazing. The first time I ever faced the Returnal Biome 3 boss, my first time in that boss's arena, beat him. And then my first time, go, well, not my first time in Biome 4. It took me three or four tries to get some footing in Biome 4. But then I one shot four, five, six. Bam, bam, bam. That experience was, it was, it was existential. <laughs> that organ music. Oh my gosh. Returnal is just magnificent. That's my game of the year for 2021. We may do an opinion piece next week about Returnal and Ratchet getting robbed. That may get some pull. People may want to come in for that. Um, We need to go back and do another run through Returnal so I can get the rest of the story. That Returnal run was my favorite. Yeah, it's that's a legendary moment. That's a legendary moment in my life as a streamer. I've I've not had moments like that very often. That was that was one for the books. I mean, beating Madam Butterfly third try was pretty dope, but. That Returnal run was something from another planet. That was so good. 200 yen from Yo-Yo. Hello, I am Japanese. What do you think about Souls 2? Well, welcome, uh, and thank you for being here. Um, the Okay, so I've not played Dark Souls 2, but I have heard it's the one that can be the most frustrating, and it has some of the more, what would be described as maybe like cheap elements in it. What was game of the year? It takes two one game of the year. Big surprise upset. Nobody expected that. When Nolano recognized the song? Yeah, yeah. When she says, don't fear the reaper. I had goosebumps. I'll never forget that moment. 
when she says don't fear the reaper just brilliant just brilliant it's so good the line being like macabre and eerie and scary from that song just what what a brilliant stroke of artistic genius just absolutely amazing and then as you're getting closer to the boss the 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 organ is just swelling oh Returnal is cut from different material. It's like Hellblade. Like, it got shafted. It got shafted at the Game Awards. It did not get recognized for the greatness that it is because journalists didn't get a chance to actually complete it. Extremely irritating. So irritating. Izaki wasn't involved with 2 as far as I know. Oh, really? Huh. Is that true? Is Returnal up there with Hellblade? It is indeed. Returnal, the day that I got through all those biomes and got the story and the music, I said, this is now, like, right on the heels of Hellblade. This is just phenomenal. This is not just a video game to me anymore. This is like, this is like a spiritual experience, man. It was unbelievable. Never played Hellblade. It's optimized on Series X. Maybe I should play it. Play it with headphones. And I, I'll say you're welcome to your future self. No interest in PS5 until I saw you finish Returnal. Had to experience it myself. Yeah, it's something. It's something. Oh, is this the final boss? When did this go up? <laughs> I shake. I shook. I shooketh when I beat that boss. Oh my lands. What an experience. What an experience. People that didn't vote for Returnal are still on Biome 3. <laughs> Hellblade's amazing. Grab some good quality headphones and you'll be amazed. Yeah, it is. It is. If you're tuning in for Elden Ring discussions, we're talking about a lot of different things because the Game Awards 2021 last night. I want to know, I want to hear from you. Elden Ring release date. Are you planning on buying the game? Did you see the Elden Ring story trailer from last night? Have you watched the latest Elden Ring gameplay trailer? Curious to hear what you guys think, what convinced you to buy it, pre-order it, or what, or, or, or get into it. Uh, every Friday we call From Fridays, where talk about some Elden Ring in the morning, and then in the afternoon I'll be jumping into Sekiro. He had light supervision of Demon Souls 2 because he was directing Bloodborne. Well, that's probably why Bloodborne is so good. <laughs> Miyazaki's got the magic. He's... He, he, it's going to be a shame, you know, when we when these guys start to retire. That's just going to be awful. <laughs> you know, Miyazaki, this guy, he's some of these guys, man. Miyazaki and Kojima, these guys, where where are you? Where are you from? I don't think they're from planet Earth. They're from somewhere else, man. They're on a different wavelength. Grab Eternal on sale, going to play once I finish Scarlet Nexus. Just remember it's a rogue. It's just part of the process, you know. Bloodborne's amazing loan. I hope you get to play it. I hope so too. I hope we can get that remaster. You know, I, I, if it, if, it, if the remaster lands at the right time, you know, we'll obviously uh, we'll obviously check it out. You know, we'll obviously want to check it out. 
What if the final boss of Elden Ring is just every Souls game uh, final boss in one room? Oh no, that why, why would they do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, who are the next Kojimas and Miyazakis? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What's up with Ark Raiders? Ark Raiders is apparently a game where the publisher's been very hands-off. Somebody was like celebrating them last night and saying, this is what happens when a publisher just is very hands-off with the developer and just kind of lets them do their thing. Yeah. Yep. It, it looks, I think it looks very cool. I would hope for it to be a looter. Apparently it's a free-to-play co-op shooter. I was hoping it would be a looter because if you go out and kill these big world bosses, it would obviously be very awesome to, you know, get stuff from them. But I thought it looked really dope. I think Returnal could have done a better job of being a roguelike. The artifacts feel underwhelming, but the parasites are okay. I wish there was more variation not just stay boosts. I think the guns are where all your variation and depth comes from. A gun with the right perk. What do you mean the artifacts were underwhelming? There are artifacts that will literally save you. I beat Biome 3 boss because I because of an artifact that I had. Or am I using the wrong word? It was an artifact, right? That kept healing me when I was low health. That thing is a cheat code, bro. Yeah, I saw the Star Wars Eclipse trailer. Mm-hmm. Looks so good. As a Star Wars fan, I was so happy. I was like, this looks like Star Wars. This looks like Star Wars. Returnal's on sale for 40 Do you recommend? If you like rogues, if you don't like rogues, be careful. You know, be careful. I loved it. I don't like rogues, and I recommend it. I think it's, I think it's, my, it's my game of the year. I think Returnal is the best game to come out this year, no doubt. Bloodborne Remaster will drop when they release the Bloodborne 2 trailer, I would guess next year's E3. Maybe. There'd be good reasons to launch it in January if they can. I don't know, though. It's probably not close to being done. Director of that studio is a former EA Dice guy. Wonder if that has anything to do with why the publisher is hands-off. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. He knows! He knows! Find Lieberman! Just the way you put he knows, it made me think of that Borderlands 3. That's my favorite psycho quote from Borderlands 3. He knows! He knows! <laughs> Find Lieberman! And he just like falls down. You're like, what? <laughs> Elden Ring trailer was great last night. Well, oh, that's right. The Elden Ring story trailer. There's a lot of different trailers out. But can we talk about the new game Nightingale that premiered? Game looks amazing. After the after the Nightingale trailer, I was like, did Guillermo del Toro direct this? Like, the art style of the enemies was very Pan's Labyrinth. It was cool. I was like, this game looks dope. Returnal's my game of the year also. Happy it won something last night. It, it won an actual category. Best action game, which, which thrilled me. Thoughts on Tiny Tina? Tiny Tina's Wonderlands will be, be, will be more celebrated in praise than Borderlands 3. Write it down. It will be. I have a weird feeling that Borderlands is done and they're going to hand the franchise off to Tiny Tina and from here on out it'll be called Wonderlands. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that's a big prediction. I know that's a big prediction, but I just have this weird feeling that this is the beginning of, of, of a franchise shift. They'll, you know, you'll have your three, your three Borderlands games, and then the pre-sequel, and then they could do three, you know, Tiny Tina Wonderlands two. I, I don't know. It just, I just, it's just a feeling I've got. It's just a feeling. Could be, could be completely off the mark here, but that's a prediction I think I'm willing to make. 
that if Wonderlands does very very well they'll hand the franchise off to Tiny Tina I think she she's more everybody loves Ashley Birch not only is she adorable she's super talented you know voice of Aloy you know and the voice of Tiny Tina and then you know we all miss hey Ash what you playing but um yeah Hop was a great show uh but yeah I think they'll hand it off to her because I think they know. Think about it from this perspective, okay? Lots of very successful franchises are centered around a, a, a character. Zelda, Mario, Halo, Gears of War. Like, how, how, how many times are they going to bring back Marcus Phoenix, right? So, I would think if you need a central character for Borderlands to center around, Tiny Tina works. She's, she's, she's lovable. She's funny. She's been in the game since Borderlands 2. She kind of steals the Borderlands 2 show. If it wasn't for Handsome Jack, she'd completely steal the show in Borderlands 2. So I, I, I think they could hand the franchise off to her and just like she'd be the central figure every time. You, you start putting her on all the branding instead of the Psycho. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Because I know the Psycho mask is like the Borderlands brand and it's super recognizable, but it's not necessarily a character. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I think it looks very good. I'm excited about it. We love looters here. We love RPGs. We love MMOs. We love from software games. So we uh, we will definitely be covering it. If you guys haven't been here on the channel before, we cover New World. We'll be covering Lost Ark, uh, Elden Ring. We we we've we've really enjoyed covering a lot of different games. All right, let's see here. I kickstarted the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Orlog dice game, and now shipping UK and Europe are shipping Asia, Australia, New Zealand and others are next okay we do not have an update on information from the containers pending in BC British Columbia for North America yeah all of our stuff's gotten stuck so disappointing yeah why did Lost Ark release early and they didn't even really announce it as an early release just free to play in in February just all of a sudden it was like okay I don't know the free-to-play makes me nervous, Ginger, because we know that game's a little microtransaction heavy outside of our region. Um, where, where is it? Where, what region did it launch in? Well, it's over... It, Korean? Is that it? Is it a Korean game or a Japanese game? In any case, we know it's microtransaction heavy in those environments, which is a little worrying. That they're launching it free-to-play in February. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> we might be dealing with a, uh, a micro game. We might be dealing with, like, a... Not a Genshin, but, you know... I played a few different Souls games and Souls-like games. Found the easiest and best intro into Souls games to be Code Vein. You can have an NPC partner the whole time. Yeah, Code Vein. I interviewed the guy from Nintendo Treehouse about Code Vein, I think. That was a good interview. It's Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They never really formally announced a release date before. I think the March date was a placeholder. That's so odd. Yeah. I'm a little worried about Lost Ark because I really, really enjoyed myself. But then when you just kind of randomly are like, yeah, free to play in February. Has it always been a free to play game? So maybe I maybe I just wasn't educated enough. The most impressive new IP shown last night to me was what? Um, if it gets me to grind for stuff and not just pay, I'll be good, assuming I can even run it. Yeah, I don't think Lost Ark is that demanding. 
Okay, so it's always been free to play. Okay, all right. Well, then it it well we'll see. We'll see how it does. The 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 the, the Western market responds to microtransactions very differently, and I'm unfortunately Genshin might be paving the way for really really different styles of monetization that we might find very unappealing. Um, always free to play, but they have founders packs and stuff like that. It's on Game Pass now. Same with Mortal Shell. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. You are talking about Diaz. Oh, Code Vein is is on Game Pass now. It has an optional sub. Amazon has made changes to the model to make it more Western, says Ginger. Okay. Sir Mango, I started with Dark Souls 1 about a year and a half ago, and I have been hooked on all of the modern From Software games since. Okay. Well, if you guys are tuning in for Elden Ring updates or an El- or an Elden Ring update or coverage, a lot of votes, 1,300 votes on the poll. Elden Ring release date. Are you buying the game? 76% says yes. 14 says maybe. So this is like a 90-10 split. Very few people are not buying Elden Ring. Uh, definitively not buying it, I should say, because the maybes are, you know, a 14 or a 15%. So make sure and take that poll at the top of the chat. Make sure and hit the subscribe button. Subscribing to a channel on YouTube is totally free. I do a talk show Monday through Fridays, but on Fridays, uh, it's all about from Friday, covering Elden Ring and playing through an El- uh, and, and playing through a From Software game in the afternoon. So more Elden Ring this afternoon. We appreciate you guys being here and supporting the channel. A lot of likes, a lot of subs, a lot of coffee orders today. My shirt's from 80s Tees. The displate's back there. We're partnered with Displate as well. So be sure, uh, be sure the uh, that you uh, get those orders in or use those codes. If you're doing any Christmas shopping on Amazon, um, keep in mind to use my Amazon affiliate link. It's in the description below of this video, or you can use the Amazon command in chat. You won't get a discount or anything, but it does support me if you use my Amazon affiliate link. A lot of people are doing Christmas shopping. Our coffee makes a great stocking stuffer. And you're not going to some other company. This is ours. It is roasted, bagged, labeled, and shipped to me on a skid. I've got tons of this in my house. My wife and kiddos bag it up and ship it to you. And you get a little drawing from my kiddos to say thank you. I already bought Elden Ring. Crazy Cliff says, I'm not a fan of From Software Games, but Sekiro was my game of the year when it came out. I love it. So are you going to be getting Elden Ring, Cliff? Can we talk about that Star Wars game reveal? Holy cow, totally made up for not getting a Starfield trailer. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where is Starfield, huh? It's weird how a game having a sub gives me more hope for Lost Ark. Really? So when it has the optional sub, it gives you hope for it. Okay, 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 okay. Alright. Okay. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Boom. I had to type in SNTR Gaming in search to find the show. No noty in my sub feed. So bizarre. We we were in new people's uh, recommends today. We had a ton of people show up. That is so weird, John. I don't know why it does that. Does the Rageous Coffee, can it be sent to a P.O. box? Yeah, yeah, because it ships USPS. You can, yeah, a post office box, no problem. We use the we use the United States Postal Service to ship it to you. 
Rageous Roast is a legit coffee and it ships quick, says Matazbo. The best perk is the drawings. I have them on my fridge. Oh, thank you for doing that. I'm drinking the dark roast this morning. We have a dark roast and a light roast. It's the same base flavor, and it has balanced acidity, which is one of the reasons people like it so much. It cuts down on the bitterness in the bite, and it's easier on your stomach. So we have the light and the dark roast, and then we have the Frickmas blend. Around here, we say Merry Frickmas, because I say Frick. <laughs> it's our holiday blend, and the Frickmas blend is most is, is one of the most popular right now. Uh, you can buy three bags before the shipping changes. So a lot of people buy three bags. They'll get like one or two for themselves and a third for somebody else. Or they'll just try all three flavors. So, <sighs> Stop focusing on so much on the views and focus more on enjoying yourself and making the best content and enjoy yourself. Um, you can politely be quiet because I've barely mentioned the views. I responded to somebody in chat that said, you were not in my noty sub feed. So, you know, just politely shut the frick up. I don't like people like you. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. You wait in the wings to create a false narrative about what I'm doing. I've been streaming for two hours, and we've barely mentioned it. We've had some issues recently with YouTube, so I made sure we weren't having any problems. Like, hey, is YouTube acting up, guys? Are people needing to refresh? That's just me being a good steward of the show. But don't come in here and do that false narrative crap. I don't like people that do that. I do not like that. Two hour stream and I respond to John Collins saying that I wasn't in his sub feed. Like, seriously, shut the frick up. Um I've got the drawings on my fridge also. I appreciate that. I really, really did. Heard you early crying about dropping for four hundred Oh really? You did? Oh, that's weird. You can't talk on my chat anymore. That's really odd. That's really, really odd. I was crying. Crying. Yeah. Yeah. There it is, right, Sven? There it is. There's the douchebag alert. There it is. <laughs> you were crying. No, I, I thought something was going wrong with the website. I wasn't crying. I was like, man, what happened? What's going on? Because we've actually been having some issues with ingest servers lately. Have you played any Halo yet? Yeah, I got about two hours into the campaign. It's good. I didn't see anything that's nine or nine or ten out of ten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, tears of unfathomable sadness is right <clears throat> when they announced Alan Wake 2 last night I nearly lost myself I jumped it actually legitimately scared me it legitimately scared me I was like whoa you ain't gotta do me like that Alan Wake Abe says I kept all the drawings I got with my coffee orders but Lono's special card to me is on the fridge <laughs> that was fun I, I enjoyed making that card for you Abe I did John Hall says you should have a full of rage full of rage roast that has a caffeine boost. Uh, good morning everyone. Oh thank you John. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. We were, we're trying to come up with a flavor. We would like to have a rageless roast select flavor and we're trying to come up with which flavor we want. It's it's tough. Next gen is here. Yeah, if last night's any indication of anything is that next gen is here. It is. Very very much so. The trailers, the game announcements, all of it. I was like, "Oh my word." Next year is going to be insane. Do you want to know what my biggest concern is for next year? Do you want to know what it is? It is that so many of the games that we saw get delayed, 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 delayed. Like, it's all an illusion. (laughs) They're all hopeful launch dates. Like, I'm dead serious. After February, I'm really concerned. I'm like, oh no, that's a lot of launch dates, man. Uh, (laughs) That is a lot of launch dates. Um, I don't know. I want to play Halo campaign. Uh, hope 
life lets me try it yeah yeah it's a busy time of the year December's tough for like especially for like dads and, and moms and you know people that are working like you usually are working more hours and stuff you know the, the Matrix tech demo yeah I'm hearing that the Matrix tech demo is like really crazy good yeah yeah, yeah. the rageful roast <laughs> and like have the rage list like X'd out in like red marker and have it say full rageful roast yeah 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 too many games are coming next year I'm telling you that's my biggest concern about next year like the Elden Ring release date Horizon Forbidden West Lost Ark and then everything after everything after like February March I'm like I don't know I saw a couple summer release dates and I'm like I really hope that happens because I could totally see like summer games getting pushed into the holidays and then any holidays games getting pushed into 2023 uh, it, it, that's my biggest concern is that we've had so many delays you know what I mean so many were supposed to be this year I know I know I know it's just it's a it's a hesitance after everything that's happened it makes me very hesitant to like believe a release date I, you know what I'm saying it makes me hesitant I'm like I don't, you know it's it's not that I think they're that they're being dishonest. I just worry that after all these delays, a lot of the dates that we're getting are like hopeful dates. You know what I'm saying? Like are these are these hopeful dates? You know? Are these good dates? Are these locked in? Um I don't know. It's just a it's just a little little concerning um that we've had so many delays in this year. But that doesn't mean we're going to have a bunch more next year. But it, it certainly could be like a, hey, uh, you know, we tried really hard. Sorry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen, you know. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I think I've just gotten a little stung by how dry this year was, you know. I felt like every time we were turning around... You know, we were we were having to we were having to mourn the loss, you know, post to the death of another loss. Delays are much preferred to failed releases. Oh, sure, yeah. I have always been like, take all the time you need. Like, finally having a launch date for Tunic, I was thrilled because that game Tunic is being built by one guy. And we got to interview the his his marketing. He wasn't at E3, but I got to interview his like marketing lady. Like they he sent like a liaison. She like manages the stuff for him, and she was talking about just like how you know how careful he's been, how obsessive he is about how good the game can be, and and, and how how excellent he wants it to be. Like Tunic's being built by one guy, so I'm like, brother, take all the time that you need. Take all the time that you need. But at the same time, it just gets annoying to have, like, a launch date, then a delay, and then a launch date, and then a delay. That's why I'm like, don't say anything. Like, I really applaud the fact that the guy with Tunic has said nothing about a launch date, and then he says, oh, here's my release date, and it's three months from now. Well, I mean, I'm confident he'll hit that, right? I'm confident he'll he will he'll hit that release window. You know, it, it, to me, it's it's... It's not that I don't think games should be delayed. I think games should stop doing the release date nonsense. Stop telling me the release date unless you really, really know it can happen because you're just irritating people at that point. 
Hopefully more and more gamers are fed up with all the premature right ejections. <laughs> like, right. Stop telling me about your game that's coming in three years. I don't care. I don't care. If your game is launching outside of the next 11 months, then don't tell me about it. Don't show me a trailer. Don't get me excited. I don't want to hear from you. If it's going to launch outside of the next 11 months, then just stay quiet. (laughs) Just stay quiet, okay? And then once you get within that 11-month window, you can do a trailer. You can do an announcement. And then once you get within six months, give me a release date, right? That's fine. That's fine. Quit doing this. Our game's coming out in three years, and then you get closer. It's coming out in March. Ah, uh, it's coming out in June. Ah, uh, it's coming out in... Just stop. Just wait until you're closer. You know what I mean? Wait until you're closer to the release. It's There's no harm in it. There's no harm in it. Here's what's crazy to me. The marketing that they spend spread out over two and three years. If you took that same budget and you blitzed your marketing in like a 10-month period... How do you not get more bang for your buck out of that? And you can really, really drive home your launch date. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It. What good is it to spend all this marketing money over the course of three years and then be like, oops, we have to delay. So now you're in the PR nightmare. Then, then you shove it out anyway and you have a cyberpunk on your hands. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I prefer to not hear a dadgum thing. That's me. I don't want to hear anything. It doesn't do me any good to see a trailer for something launching in three to four years. What 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 good does that do me? You know what I mean? It'd be like telling your kids you're going they're going to Disney World in two years. Why would you do that? Hey kids, what? We're going to Disney World. Yay! In two years. Why? Why would you tell us that? Why would you do that? I don't want to know. I don't. Diablo 4 is a prime example. You could do dev blogs. You could do, like, you can let us see your development, your ideas, and your spec'd out windows. Like, here it all is. I still don't know if I want to see any of that unless it's within that 12-month window. You want to give me like an 11 month walk up to your game? You go right ahead. You show me your dev blogs, your videos, your cutscenes, your gameplay. You go right ahead. I'll be excited. But don't don't do this like two or three year thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. And it doesn't seem to be working that well anyway. All you're doing is ticking people off. It's not like it's working. It's leading to delays and bad launches. How how is that? How's that working out? <laughs> like how's that working out for you? You know, it just seems like a really bad idea. You know, it seems like an old, archaic, outdated marketing strategy is what it seems like. It's like, well, we did this in the past. And it's like, okay, we, we did a lot of things in the past. Do, do, are, are they still effective? You know what I mean? <laughs> Some of it's playing with stocks and keeping investors happy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's an entire there's an entire element to this that I have to consider that we that we don't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Investors and and shareholders are like, boy, oh boy, we better see good sales projections on this game. You better get a trailer out there. You know, it's like, what do you mean get a trailer out there? The game's three years away. You know, but 
they're thinking in a corporate in a corporate setting and a corporate minded idea about projects awareness sales projections top of mind marketing they're thinking no you need to get out there now because you we've funded this project and if we're going to fund phase two and three we need to see not just proof of concept but proof of projections or i don't know what phrase they would use i'm not i'm not I'm not in that world, but they would want to see beyond proof of concept. They would want to see like, hey, you're you're getting the public's interest and driving potential sales and profit for us. If you want us to back, you know, the next part of the DLC or whatever, or or be okay with a delay, well, then you better get the marketing out there and get people in, in, in tune and on the wavelength of your product. I just don't think it's working anymore. Like, ask Cyberpunk about their stock prices. Like, do you really want to do this again? You want to ride this rodeo? You want to drive your value up and then drive it into the ground because you early marketed a game that had scope creep and wasn't ready? Like, shouldn't have done that. You really shouldn't have done that. And you paid the price. Company showing that sick trailer to the public generates hype and can sell that hype to investors for more funding. Sure. Sure. Yeah. This is what you need. You need liaisons. You need a business as the go-between. Right? You need a business in between the developer and the publisher to basically say, here's the concept. Here's our market research on these types of games. Okay? And here's our idea about this scoped-out project taking four years to develop. Here's where we see this landing. Here's where we see potential sales and ongoing sales landing. And we're the liaison. We're the, we're the, we're the group in between that, that's going to help these guys get your funding instead of being like well we're going to generate hype to get funding that's that's not a good that's not just that's just an unhealthy that's an unhealthy setup it's not working like it's working but it's not working for the very very big large projects i think that's the real that's the qualifier right the tunic demo was fantastic yeah i didn't get in i didn't get a chance to play it i downloaded it and i was too busy i downloaded it and i was uh sadly too busy um uh um mm, 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 mm. uh okay our game will be the next generation of AI and graphics works on the game for 3 to 4 years releases at least 2 years early sounds like a solid business plan <laughs> The problem is they put too much weight on the influence of early marketing and that hype doesn't transfer over to the actual concrete sales when the game releases. It could be totally misled by the numbers. Well, beyond that, if the product's not doing well, there's an entire... There's a, there's a growing sentimentality in the gaming culture to be like, I'll wait and watch a streamer. Don't kid yourself. That's changing the nature of these, of these launch weeks. It is. It hasn't dramatically changed it, but it's changed it. It's this begin the beginning of this idea of reviews, Steam refunds, and live streamers are changing the idea of like, well, I'm not going to pre-order, or I'm not going to buy, right? And this is why they try to get as many pre-orders as they can because, well, then that's that's guaranteed. Like, well, we, at least we got their money. I mean, Battlefield would be a good example of this. Now, the danger of a game like Battlefield is Battlefield's supposed to have an ongoing monetization structure, which means if you do this and it go it blows up in your face the rest of the project's dead 
the rest of the project's dead. Like, clearly Battlefield was commercially successful, but was it? Because if you lose your audience or any potential additional sales because of the bad reviews, your ongoing monetization structure and plan is already in the toilet. I don't care about the, what the review says. I want to watch someone play it before I buy something. Yeah, there's a growing sense that, like, I'll just go watch YouTube. Think about how live streaming is infecting every platform. Let's go watch YouTube. I'll go watch Facebook. I'll go watch. I'll go watch Purple. There are people that stream video games on TikTok for crying out loud. Like anybody could be like, "Well, I'm I'm gonna wait. I can watch somebody play that." Imagine spending five years on development, never show it to the public, and then one year from release, it just falls flat. You mean falls flat with respect to like marketing and getting people excited? Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I it's. It's one of those things where it's like they're the 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 idea the idea that like um, they that just seems so risky to be like well we're gonna put out a concept in a trailer gauge interest and then really back it and then really develop it I just man that just seems insane to me how long until we see TikTok gaming I, yeah I don't know if they would lean into TikTok gaming they just have TikTok live streams I don't think TikTok wants to slice itself up. I think they just want a constant hum of activity. Um, every time you open the app, you get hit with an ad. So, if they can just keep people reopening the app and coming back day after day, and then start sliding ads in between, I, I don't even, the money they're making has got to be crazy. We consumers are trusting the companies less and less nowadays, and ironically, marketing departments are kind of responsible for this. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Be fair, market tests have been a thing for forever. Yeah, it's the thing. Is like with how many gamers there are in existence right now, how mainstream gaming is. You you can't mar- you can't privately market test and have a good idea of like how well the game will do. Bro, no, they sell gangbusters. The only people who claim it's inaccessible are brain dead. Oh, you'd want to watch the beginning of my stream today. I argued pretty definitively that. Souls games are not too niche. We had this discussion yesterday. There is a perception that they are niche. So I asked the question, Elden Ring, release date, who's buying it? And then I said, are Souls games too niche? And I argued that no, they're not. Now, I was unaware at how successful they'd been commercially and how many units they had sold, you know, comparative to other other established franchises. So I trotted out those numbers to show people, like, the perception might be that it's a niche game genre or even game franchise but it's not it's very successful um and and i would have thought that a couple of years ago i would have thought yeah you know all the all my american friends they don't really play these games or out of all the guys i played call of duty with one of them played dark souls so it seemed like a very like narrow niche game hellblade 2 trailer got me thinking to play through again tonight it's a good game a really really good game it is let me run upstairs really quickly in about in about 30 minutes we're shifting gears to the Sekiro playthrough because it is from Friday if you're a From Software fan hit the like button hit subscribe uh, I think YouTube is still having some issues I just saw another blip and and, and something weird happened so if you're having to refresh I am sorry about that I, it's not on my end I'm not, I'm not having any issues with my bitrate or my connection but YouTube seemingly having some trouble hey what's good Harry don't go anywhere smash the like button subscribe button stick around for some Sekiro gameplay I'll be right back
Oh, my son. He is. He has. He has such a vibe. He is on the couch, lounged back, legs propped, feet crossed, stack of books next to him, just reading a book. Right? He's six. Just flip. Well, he can't read yet, so he's flipping through a book, and he's got Magic Sword playing on the uh, the Echo. <laughs> like, you do you, bro. You live your dream. We had another coffee order, a Frickmas blend to Sirdze Forty Four. Thank you, Sirdze. For ordering a bag of coffee. What's good is the hype for Star Wars Eclipse action adventure game in the High Republic era where all the decisions matter made by people who made Detroit become human. It's going to be a banger. Yeah, I'm glad that it's action adventure. Yes. Did y'all see Yoda in the trailer? <laughs> Did y'all see Yoda? <laughs> it's going to be so good, bro. I can't wait. The graphics were just nuts. I was like, this is the cinematic quality you're bringing to this game, dude. I'm freaking, I am in. I am in. It's going to be excellent. Living his best 21st century life. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. I have to use this this topical cream, uh, like rosacea or whatever it's called that I get from stress, um, anxiety and stuff with stuff that's been going on. And uh, it's not been bad, but I continue to use it. And the guy, the the, the dermatologist warned me. He's like, when when the winter time hits, he's like, you, the skin might get kind of dry. And man, it's just like dry and so itchy. So I had to put some hydrocortisone on it. It's driving me nuts. I was like, oh my gosh, my forehead itches. That dry skin itch is the worst. It's like little teeny like pinpricks. It's just terrible. Detroit was wild. Interesting to see what they do with the property. Yeah, Detroit was very very cool game. I never went back to it. It was just there's it's just always been hard as a streamer to um, to complete games. Very very difficult. Yeah, fifteen hundred votes on the poll. We have had a uh, a very very stellar 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 day. Um, extremely, extremely happy uh, with everybody and the turnout and and all of it. We are uh, we're thrilled. We are very thrilled to be able to consistently cover from software games and Elden Ring. I'm excited to jump back into uh, Sekiro today. I am. I really, really am. <clears throat> I just tried out the Matrix demo and the Unreal Engine 5 is very impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that in my living room, I think. I'm going to do that in my living room. I don't want to uh, I don't want to do it on stream necessarily. We just don't have time for it. We, we may try to find a spot for it next week. I don't know. Uh, I remember going to the beach when I was on acne creams. Face felt like it had a blowtorch on it. I found out I shouldn't be in the sun with it on. <laughs> What's good distorted? The Matrix demo is wild. So intense. Well, I mean, you were crying before about views. <laughs> I know. I was in tears on the stream. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, if that's just a tech demo, we're in for a treat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The frames aren't there yet, but the physics are cool. Harry says, I'm excited to finally get a visual representation of the High Republic era. We've only had books and comics in that era as of yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want... Listen, if you give me Star Wars action adventure and a lightsaber, brother, I'm happy. Like, I don't need much more than that, you know? Like, Jedi Fallen Order was so good. It was good for more than just that, but, like, it was just an enjoyable 
I remember going through the one area where they had like the signs on the doors and there's like stormtroopers on the roofs. And I just said to Chad, I was like, what a time to be a Star Wars fan. Like Mandalorian was in full swing. Rogue One, you know, was getting all the praise it was from, you know, it wasn't recent, but I was just thinking about Rogue One. And here I am playing a Star Wars game that is like, I could tell, I was like, this is excellent. This is an excellent game, you know? It's just, it's great to finally see high caliber Star Wars stuff coming out. If you're tuning in for Elden Ring updates or like, I don't know, Elden Ring news, we uh, we combed over and talked about the Elden Ring story trailer from last night at the Game Awards 2021. My, my poll at the top of the chat says, Elden Ring release date. Are you buying the game? Almost 1,500 votes on the poll and most people saying yes or maybe with about 9% saying no. So thank you so much for being here. Make sure and hit sub so you can talk in the chat. In a little while here, we actually do two streams. So this stream will roll over and redirect you into a new stream where I'll be playing through some Sekiro. We do this on Fridays. We call it From Fridays. And if you're a fan of From Software Games, we appreciate you being here. All throughout the week in the mornings, in this time bracket, we do a talk show where I sit here like this and talk to the audience. And it's usually about a variety of games or gaming news, whether it's New World or we covered a lot of Halo. Uh, We covered Lost Ark when it came out. Uh, And then obviously we do this on Fridays. So if you're enjoying your time, hitting subscribe is free. So is hitting the like button, the thumbs up button. It helps me out. Hopefully you stick around for some Sekiro gameplay. If you can hang out tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, we'll be back live as well uh, with Halo Infinite custom games with a community. And if you're a paying member here or on my other channel, be sure to get into the, to the Discord. That's how we're going to get people into the games. Um, you're ready to see Lono Rage? What's good, Black Superman? From Friday, Star Wars game, Darth Bane, Gimme. I know. I love a good story set in the Star Wars universe. Just make it a good story. Uh, none of this other stuff. Just make the story good and the characters complete characters. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I was a little grumpy with people in chat last night. I, I was. I, I don't want to lecture people and tell them what they should think, but I, I think people are way too quick to use those labels. I really, really do. I think people are way too quick to be like, what's with all the politics and woke stuff? I'm like, I think you're, you're, you're jumping to that a little too fast. Are companies and content creators guilty of doing this sometimes? Yes, they sure are, but we don't need to jump to that every time something's going on. I'm in there, can't wait for custom matches. Oh, good, good. Hope to see you tonight, Aaron. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I don't know how quickly we can set up the rules. I want to set up really fun custom matches and then see how easily you know, Hilly and I can spectate and kind of shoutcast you guys. I think it'll be really, really fun. Um, nerds don't understand the messages contained within the media they consume. I'm not sure what you mean, but... <laughs> uh, I have a video also uh, premiering today over on SNTR Presents. It is about why I disagree with Devin Nash, uh, his take on the removal of the dislike count. I thought his most recent video about it was just, I think he's missing the mark big time. I think he makes excellent points about how it has nothing to do with protecting brands. Um, but I think beyond that, um, I don't know. Beyond that, I, I think uh, he misses the mark in his recent video. Um, um, mm, uh, mm. 
Mm -hmm. Sorry. Okay. I'm on PlayStation, so I'll be playing the Matrix demo while I watch you guys play Halo. Should be a great night with drinks. There you go, man. There you go. It should be fun. It should it should really, really be fun. Um mm. <clears throat> So that, that's going to be the video that'll hit over there today on Presents. Uh, and then yesterday we did have the continuation of the Sano to Rage story over there as well. They fail to realize that video games, comic books, high fantasy ETC have always revolved around inclusion. It's always been about uh, social justice. Right, yeah. Th- that was what... It always has kind of struck me. Yeah, especially in the sci-fi environments, Eugene. Like, if you go back and you watch original Star Trek next generation star trek go back and watch star wars they were very i think those movies and tv shows were progressive in in that regard like historically speaking when those movies and tv shows landed like as an example like a main character like ohura in the original star trek that's a pretty big deal i mean especially because they made sure that she was like she looked nice and dressed nice and like she was supposed to be kind of fine like oh okay Ohura like I don't know it is it is interesting that like the bedrock of like sci-fi and fantasy and gaming is very much in that regard pretty I think pretty progressive I don't know it's interesting if you think about it within the history of like entertainment um yeah, I don't think Boxer, I don't think you should ever hijack a story to ham fist elements into it. I am in favor of good storytelling. This is why I take issue with the Avengers Endgame moment where they, they have like the power, the woman power moment. That's stupid. It's pandering. It's bad storytelling. Like it's stupid, right? I don't take issue with it because I don't think, oh, I don't want to see a bunch of women. I take issue with it because it's bad storytelling, right? But like the Facebook gaming trailer where they had like the guy, uh, the, the, well, I don't, I don't actually know what, what they would identify as the person that was in drag and everyone's like, why, why is he right I'm like, I, what's the problem here? It's they're being like, Hey, we, we got a lot of different people on our platform. Here's a great example of, of two streamers. You might, you might think you'd never be able to find someone like this streaming and, and here they are. What what's the problem with that? I didn't think there was any issue at all. I was I was impressed. I was like, oh, that's some good makeup. Like that's pretty impressive. Like you know what you're doing. Like that th- that person could get could get a job in like makeup in in movies. But I don't know. I think we I think we I think we pull those guns from their holsters way too often. They do we do we just get way too antsy about it. It's like this is totally fine. The moment in Avengers felt so ham-fisted. Right, there's a difference between ham-fisting something unnatural into your story, movie, or video game, and just being like, hey, here are these streamers. Here is this podcast about this subject. That's not, that's, that's not being ham-fisted. That, that, that's, not being, that's not forced. I thought it was totally fine. I didn't have any issue with it at all. Most do work in makeup and movies I've met. It doesn't surprise me, right? It does not. It does not surprise me at all that uh, that they do. They get into that because they're 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 able to do things with makeup that are just very very impressive. Would you let your son watch Facebook? Uh, that Facebook ad. Well, I would say that that sort of a topic is something that yeah, a younger mind I would want to wait 
so that they can have categories for it later. I don't think the Game Awards is meant for children. It's it's late in the day. There are people swearing. It literally popped up at the very beginning of the broadcast and said viewer discretion is advised, given the trailers and the language that might be contained in the broadcast. So, yeah, I would have saw the, I would have seen that at the forefront, and it would have been late anyway, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with the ad, but I do think there are complexities to the human existence that's difficult for a young mind to entertain or understand, and I would I would I would let him learn about that maybe later in his life. Not that I'm like protecting him from it, but I don't think I think it's difficult for a young mind to understand some of that. It's complex. Are we going to pretend that like the human existence isn't complex? So I would be like that's that's a subject I would broach with him later when he's older and just has a better grasp of certain things. Like, the broadcast isn't for children. It it isn't. You know? I don't think that advertisement is, like, not safe for children, but I do think it's difficult for younger minds to understand some of those subjects. I would say if a six-year-old is watching YouTube videos at 11 o'clock at night, there's a different set of problems. (laughs) Right. I do have an issue with inclusion, meaning only intrinsic aspects that can't be chosen and not inclusion of ideas I don't necessarily know what you mean I I think people way jumped to conclusions last night I was like a Facebook gaming commercial with a drag a person in drag two people I think they were both in drag I don't I don't understand well I don't know if the one guy was in drag because he had a beard and just like to wear makeup and a wig like I didn't I wasn't quite sure I, you would have to let that person specify what, what how they view themselves so they, I don't know if they said I, I was just like this is just Facebook saying hey we got a lot of different people streaming over here like I don't know even then a child can comprehend the idea of a person who is different deserves to be treated equally right I asked, I was curious what my, my daughter thought about this. So my daughter has this little skateboard toy and it says a girl skateboard company on it. And she's like, that's so cool. A girl skateboard company. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, it's probably a company and it's only, it's only, it's only girls. I was like, do you think that that would be a better company than a, than a company of only boys? And she thought about it and she said, no. I said, well, which do you think would be better? A company of all girls or a company of all boys? She said, neither or she said it doesn't matter I said why she's like because they're people I I, I wasn't coaching her to say that Uh, she's seven in her mind it didn't matter it was like I don't she's like they're people she said they're people they can all they can all work and do things to make to make the skateboards this is literally what she said I've not like ingrained that in her head I'm not done that. Now she's read a couple of books about like the first, you know, the first black ballerina and how they wouldn't let her into the schools and stuff. And she didn't like it. She did not like that book. It irritated her, made her very angry. Right. And when I asked her, like, I was really interested in what she would think. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I asked her, I said, why would that be cool? You know, she's like, cause I'm a girl. And I said, Oh, okay. I said, well, let me ask you like, which company do you think would be better? And she was like, well, neither. It doesn't matter. It was like I, I didn't I, I've we have we've obviously taught her to treat people and be kind and like all of that, but we've not like told her that. We've not said that framing of like if you're a person, you deserve that. She just thought, well, they're people. <laughs> like, what do you mean? 
Because in her mind, you know, they can do anything. They can make skateboards. The bias in that, it's taught. Right, it's not natural. Sure, sure, sure. Right, it isn't. It isn't. And they and they don't think in those terms because, like, um, they're just descriptive. This is something that we're really struggling with, right? We're really struggling with our kids being too descriptive because they'll describe somebody as being round or fat because they don't think it's, like, a nasty thing. They read books where they say, the fat man walked down the street and said, hello, George. And, and that's so they're, it's descri- they're just descriptions right so I have to teach him like you can't say that like my son was like ah, I'm not being mean but he's round and I was like oh buddy <laughs> like you can't say that right and they'll describe people as having dark skin oh the dark skin boy because in their mind like well their skin's just darker than mine that's not a problem they're just describing the tall man the you know the fat this so in their mind they don't think in categories of like this person is this they're just describing what they look like but we have to tell them like it's not necessarily like like society doesn't really appreciate you saying that like it could be it could be hurtful for you to describe somebody as fat you know and that's tough because they're kids they're like i don't understand what's the big deal that's my friend that's so and so he's nice man he's my teacher like they don't think like that Oh, to be a child again, right? Yeah, I, I don't that like. I think they would have been my children would have been confused by the Facebook commercial because it's different, but they wouldn't have been like repulsed. They wouldn't have had an aversion to it. They would have been confused because it's different, right? Like if there was a commercial and some guy had shaved his head and put like like. A tattoo of lizard skin on his head they would be confused by that not because it's wrong or bad it's different I've never seen that before oh they would have been definitely confused but not in a, in a bad way and I do think some of those subjects are just better for you know well when you're a little older I'll explain that to you it is a little bit different than just like that person dyed their hair a different color. No, people cannot be born with purple hair, right? No, people, you know, cannot be born because it might. They're very interested in hair color. They'll see people with different hair color, and it, like they think it's interesting. When I was a kid, I joked my dad was pregnant. When I got older, that I realized how cruel I was being about his large stomach. Yeah, you don't think anything of it. Yeah. The core of hate is natural to people. If that's not true, it would be easy to love. Well, no, I don't necessarily know if that's true, Brutal. Here's what I think goes... Here's what I think happens. I think human beings have natural innate instincts, okay, that can be easily swayed toward hate. Does that make sense? We have a bent towards being sort of tribalistic or protective of ourselves it's very easy to take the in the survival instinct in a person and make something that's different scary and bad and wrong it's very easy to do that why well there's a bent in our instinct to think in those categories that's why tribalism is so common in human beings whether you go into uncivilized portions of the globe or to very civilized portions of the globe with respect to cities and buildings or living in huts it doesn't matter 
There's a natural instinct in ourselves to protect ourselves. It's very easy to teach someone, those people over there are scary, bad, and wrong and evil. Why? Well, that your instinct is to be afraid of something different because it could be a threat to you. It could be a it could be a predator, it could be a tiger or a lion or or whatever, right? Super easy to push that that and bend it. And then that person's crooked in their thinking of like, well, they're dangerous and bad. So it's, you've so you have to be so careful about that with your children. One of the things my children are fixated on are robbers. Where the frick did that come from? Robbers? Like there's just people out there who are robbers who will come and take your things in your home. Why? Well, they've read books that have that have a villain or a robber in them, and they fixate on it. Why? It's different. It's dangerous. It's a threat. So their little mind fixates on it. I've never told them that. Yeah, a robber might come into the home. I've never done that. I wouldn't put that fear in my child. They've read a book somewhere and picked up on it. Very easy to take that instinct to survive and bend it toward fear. It's very easy. Because it's part of your it's a part of your makeup. It's part of who you are. It's part of how we survive. Right? It's why you it's why you have like a, a fight or flight in you. You know if something's sort of you can sense if something's getting dangerous, like if there's a fight or someone's yelling or oh it's, it's dangerous to be here right now. Like you sense it. It's part of your instinct. We have a natural survival instinct that comes from fear, and hate then comes from that fear. The teaching aspect is based on being taught to fear things that you shouldn't be. That's yeah, then that's another way of saying it. Yes. Yes. Lono's kids aren't sponges, they are cheese. He's making a joke about my kids call SpongeBob SquarePants cheesy guy because he looks like a block of cheese. It's cheesy guy! They, they, they will never call him SpongeBob, and I don't care. I think it's adorable. Is it bad to say that I dislike the look of people in drag? I'm not offended by it, but I'd rather someone not be such a show off. Well, I think you're projecting onto them intention that might not be there. Maybe they do, maybe they are showing off. Maybe they really like showing off. Uh, that's that's no different than like if you really like your pair, your new pair of shoes or your new outfit, you want somebody to notice if your car just got washed or you just got a new car or whatever or a new pair of glasses. Like we like to be noticed and affirmed. Some people just like it a lot more. <laughs> Some people just like it a lot more, you know. They wanna, they wanna give a little snap and be like, "Check me out." I don't. Who cares? I like when people notice if I'm having a good hair day. I'm having a good hair day today, and somebody commented on it. That makes me feel good, you know. I look in the mirror. I know if my hair is kind of on point for the day. I know if I'm looking a little rough. I, I, I know if a shirt or a, or a, or a sweater or a suit looks good on me, and I like when people notice. That feel makes you feel good. You know, that makes you feel good. It's like, oh, thank you. You know, so if I see somebody in drag and I'm like, okay, like, wow, that you're, you're, you're doing great. Like I couldn't do that. I'm not talented enough, brave enough, or I don't even have a desire to do that. You know, so I'd rather just celebrate it. That's dope. I couldn't, that's awesome. The the talent of makeup, the, the courage, the bravery, the, the, um, I don't know, the ownership of who you who you feel you are? I don't know. I wonder if they're more in tune with who they are than we are sometimes, and we feel threatened by it. <laughs> right? You've let society... Like, think about this. This is real common in the gaming world, right? We see people getting really excited about something, and we say it's cringy. Why? We're jealous. 
We're jealous of the fact that they can just unashamedly enjoy something because you've allowed society and you've allowed your friends and you've allowed like the fear of like potential criticism and eyeballs on you to keep you sort of like this. Like Bill Burr talks about that. You shove it down. Like, I don't want to say I want to get a pumpkin. I don't want to say I want to get into Halloween. Why? Because we feel this, you know, look at this guy. He's got a jacket and it's cold out. What's the matter with you? Right? We were jealous of it. We're like, well, this person's just out there. No shame or fear being who they want to be. Man, I wish I could be like that. (laughs) Man, I wish I could be that bold and courageous. I think there's an element of jealousy. Because you wish you were that courageous and brave. I wish I was that courageous and brave. It takes a lot of guts to just stand and be like, here I am. This is what I like to do. This is what I'm into. Think about, we're that way with music, are we not? You're like afraid for people to find out you like the newest Taylor Swift album. Who the frick cares? Just be like, hey, I love it. It's great. Tay-Tay can write, right? Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, giving a compliment feels very good too. I'm trying to recapture that. You know how all of your... All of your uh, your women friends, your female friends, they'll tell each other, oh, girl, you look so cute. Oh, that's such a cute outfit. I'm taking that for us, for us men. I tell my guy friends if they're looking good. I do it. I'm like, bro, you look, that is a nice look for you. My friend, we were at a soccer game, and he had on this flannel, and he's got a real thick beard, and he's got these thick rimmed glasses, and he's holding his coffee. I said, bro, flannel is a look for you. I said, that, you're, you look good. Why? I'm like, well. And I said, I joked, I was like, I think guys should be able to tell each other if they're looking good. I think we should. What's the problem? <laughs> What's the big deal? Who cares? Come for Elden Ring commentary. Stay for the old man rambling. <laughs> Screw that. I love Taylor Swift. I might not ever listen to her, but I'll read every word she writes. I really like, I just, I don't know. I like her as a person. She seems sweet. She seems like an incredibly hard worker. The album she collaborated on was Fire. You look good, my man. Thank you, Hilly. Thank you, Hilly. Looking dapper today. I appreciate that. I wasn't I wasn't fishing for compliments. It is showing off. It's supposed to be over the top. It's from Shakespeare. Right. Right. Yeah, I've always I've and I've always I've tried to tell people that like Lady Gaga is super talented. Lady Gaga, she's weird. No, she's not. She's a classically trained music musician. She is brilliant and insanely talented. There's this weird stigma. That, like if you're a dude, you're not supposed to like Lady Gaga. What? Are you kidding me? Her? Florence Welch? Like Sia? These these are incredibly talented vocalists. What do you mean? Why would you not enjoy their music? What's the problem? <laughs> what's the, what's the problem? <laughs> what's the issue here? You look painfully average. I mean, Henry Cavill? Yeah, I don't... <laughs> you guys know I'm very open. You know my tastes. I mean, I, I Henry Cavill and... I mean, you guys know I, I am... Inc- I'm very, very... Uh, head over heels for, for Jason Momoa, right? I, <laughs> I have no problem telling you that. I would... I would kill for a snuggle. I would, you know. He probably smells like... <laughs> probably smells like sandalwood. In any case, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying? It's fun to celebrate people that are different, and it's fun to let somebody be different and just be who they are. Don't be threatened by it. And, I don't know, maybe just own 
what and who you like. Don't be afraid of judgment. If you like some band and your friends are going to make fun of you for it, well, maybe you should find new friends, you know? Are they friends with you or are they friends with the image of you that you're putting out there that you that you put out there for their approval? Now we're getting deep. That's deep sledding. <laughs> That's deep sledding, projecting a false self for approval so then they're, you're, you're not really friends with them. They're friends with the version of you. I, they, they, we're getting a little deep, but just be who you want to be who you want to be <laughs> be who you want to be and like what you want to like and then maybe you won't be threatened by a facebook commercial <laughs> maybe you won't be threatened or bothered by a facebook commercial if you tuned in for elden ring we don't shy i don't shy away from pretty serious subjects we we tend to put the more serious subjects on another channel later today i actually have uh, a pretty not I wouldn't say a serious subject video but a, a, a video about the YouTube removing the dislike counts that's over on my presents channel we need to shift gears uh, here in just a moment to Sekiro so every Friday we call from Friday and so this morning we talked about Elden Ring release date take the poll are you buying it um you know, our, our Souls games too niche. I did my best to educate the, 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 the audience on how they're not too niche. They're actually quite successful and popular uh, when compared to other games that you might consider to be mainstream. So, um, oh, so we will be switching just in a moment here, just in a moment. Uh, Secure. I will get you. Um, I'll get you a link and everything. It should automatically redirect, right? But in the event, yeah. Um, mm, let me get. I, I need to get a tweet ready as well. Uh, Sekiro gameplay episode four from Friday. Let's get the picture. There we go. Live. I'm going to use the Elden Ring. What in the world? Why is the Elden Ring tag being so weird on Twitter? Uh... Uh, okay, I'll send that. I'll hit Discord. Studies find that the need to feel unique is linked to belief in conspiracy theories. (laughs) No, we're not going down that road, brother. (laughs) <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm putting my, I'm putting the muzzle on. I'm putting the muzzle on. Everybody, re- everybody, relax. Everybody, relax. Oh my gosh, I don't have the game open yet. You're gonna switch inputs, and uh, my scenes are gonna be all jacked up here. Um. There we go. Let's get rid of that. Uh, And then I got to do... Do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And a little bit of that. There we go. We'll put me down in this corner out of the way. Uh, Let's get Sekiro up and running here. 
Um, how's my controller battery? Okay. All right, let me put a link in chat for you. Here, let me, let's me let end the poll here. Good poll today. Good show this morning. Thanks for the turnout. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Get a little bit more of Cinder in there. A little bit more. Get in the game here. All these warnings at the beginning, every time, they're like, Hey, just so you know... Just so you know, if you're interested in the product, like, what are you doing? Okay. And this will redirect. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Here, let me get out of the way of that stuff. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. If you clicked on this video, this is an episode of From Friday. Every Friday we do a talk show in the morning about From Software Games. Currently a lot of Elden Ring discussions. They've been great. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button if you want to be here for those talk shows. And then in the afternoon, we do gameplay of a From Software game. Recently beat Dark Souls 3 and we've been working our way through Sekiro. Now last week was a tough one. If you're in